It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. My oh my, a lot of things to talk about in high school basketball in West Virginia over the course of the past week. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell. Joe Linville, happy to have you along on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Full night of games. The weather has held up pretty well throughout the state. That's still out of concern. There is some fog in our region yeah. uh, around Huntington and there's a little bit of a foggy commute in today, but uh, I know that a lot of people will be affected by that. Look if, like you're, if you're on your way home from a game, <laughs> be careful. Look like a night in Transylvania. <laughs> it, 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 it did have kind of an eerie and ominous yeah. look to it. But there is so much to talk about, guys. So much happened in the course of the past week. Uh, some of it good, some of it bad. I've got five pages of notes over here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to start on page three, subsection two. No, uh, B, sorry about it. Anyway, but, uh, you know, again, we'll get you all the scores in just a minute. But to kind of give you an overview of some of the things we're going to talk about, the proposed sectional and regional alignments for the four-class system have come out. They're open for a public comment period. That also unveils who elected to play up a class. That's a big storyline. Even though that doesn't go into effect until next season, it's not too early to at least kind of, you know, dabble in it and look ahead with it. Also, you had Morgantown, fresh off that win last week in the Mohawk Bowl basketball edition over University. They turn around and lose at home to Martinsburg. So how good's Martinsburg? They're in a tight matchup with Hedgesville right now. We also learned a whole lot more about the incident at Wyoming East between yes. Westside and Wyoming East, and that took a very negative turn. And uh, it's just one of those things that we can't necessarily avoid talking about it because it is something that has made national news. Also, did you know that the East coach in the McDonald's All-American Girls yes. Basketball game this year is from, from West, West Virginia. Virginia? Yeah, I saw that. So, I mean, this is this has been an incredible little run for for the Mountain State in terms of uh, high school basketball churning out a lot of news. And there was a game canceled earlier in the week because of a shattered backboard from a JV game. And how ironic is that? Because we just talked about something <laughs> like that, and I don't think that it happened recently, at least not um, you know in the Huntington-Charleston area, and it certainly did uh, earlier this week. We had a game that was postponed tonight because there's no heat. In one of the gyms, yes, uh, and there's just—it's been just bringing in a big crowd that'll heat the gym. <laughs> True, I bet, you know you don't think about that sometimes, but you know if you get people there, of course, you know, you know two, week, two weeks ago it was sixty some degrees, and, and you didn't want big crowds because it usually, it's too hot. Yeah, yeah. it would be like a sauna. Well, how many times did you see floors were slick? Yeah. In that, on that day, and it really kind of well sets into mind why this sport is played in this time of year. We, we actually saw that uh, adjacent to the, the Huntington area over at Ashland, Kentucky, where Ashland and Boyd County, big rivalry game, the game actually took two days to play because they had so much perspiration on the court at James A. Anderson Gym at Ashland Paul Blazer that I think it was the third, maybe fourth quarter, they said, we can't do this anymore. We're going to come back, finish this tomorrow. They finished the game on a Sunday. Wow. <laughs> Mercy. So, like I said, so many things to talk about, and, and that's just scratching the surface. We haven't even gotten into what's happening tonight. <laughs> no, exactly. So with that, let's take our first look at our BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Bill, that lead off for us. All right, let's, let's get the boys and get them going here on this uh, 
Basketball Friday night. First off, uh, we're uh, Red Riders get a win tonight over Indian Creek, Ohio. Final score there, 58-44. We're with the victory. Nicholas County fell to Braxton County, 57-49. It was Elkins beating East Fairmont, 53-47. Big 10 action there. Uh, Shady Spring beat Independence. Final there, 78-63 for Shady Spring. Martinsburg, halftime score beating Hedgesville, but uh, this is a good one, 49-42. First quarter score into first quarter, Pocahontas County up a point over Midland Trail, 15-14. Wheeling Park uh, loses to Morgantown tonight, 59-45. It was Musselman beating Spring Mills, 58-50. Braxton County takes care of Nicholas County, 57-48. Also tonight, Ripley gets a win over the Nitro Wildcats, 60-56. First quarter score, uh, Roberts actually... Um, I'm just getting a final on that. Yeah, One we, we, second we, here, Bill. I'm, I'm currently editing. There, there, it is. there you go. 57-46, Robert C. Bird gets the win over Buckhannon and Upshur. Uh, Wayne falls to Scott this evening, 97-58. Oak Hill takes care of... Well, actually, at halftime, uh, Oak Hill's beating Westside, 36-23. Herbert Hoover falls to Winfield, 53-45. Greenbrier West over South Harrison, 66-44. Clay Battelle beats Buffalo, uh, 76-67. It was Peyton City falling to Harmon, 68-40. Joe, you have the girls' scores. All right. We've got uh, several games on tap tonight. It was Richwood over Montcom tonight, 41-38. Wheeling Central, number one team, and AAA goes down to Charleston Catholic, 54-47. Clay County, the Lady Panthers fall to Gilmer County tonight, 72-41. That score is a final. Petersburg, the Lady Vikings over Phillip Barber, 68-53. Cabell Midland falls to Woodrow Wilson, number two in Class AAA goes down. They are now 13-1 on the season with the loss. Woodrow with the win 58-51. This score at the half. Greenbrier East leads Parkersburg South 27-22. Huntington, the Lady Highlanders knock off Wheeling Park 64-55. South Garrett, Maryland over Kaiser 48-28. It was the Capital Cougars falling to South Charleston tonight 48 41 and Morgantown, the Lady Mohegans fall to the Lady Hawks across town at University High 59 48. One game canceled tonight. The Grafton Frankfurt game was postponed due to the flu at Grafton High School. And that's a look at your uh, basketballfridaynight.com scoreboard. Thanks so much, Joe. And the flu has been an issue through obviously multiple parts of the state now Mm -hmm. and bill mentioned just a moment ago ashland boy county kentucky they're right on the border of huntington many schools in eastern kentucky were closed the past three and four days even for the flu so uh, it's definitely running wild and obviously uh, a little bit of a problem up at grafton i mean it's uh yeah if if it must be as widespread at Grafton, I mean, you don't want to get people around the school where there might be germs floating around. Right. You know, nothing against the janitorial staff, but <laughs> you know, uh, you know, if you've got that risk, don't mess with it. And there's still you can, you, you can reschedule games. Absolutely, and 
You, know, you mentioned the Spring Valley's game at home uh, postponed. Heating problem. The, the, I guess the heat was out. So Wayne County has three high school gyms, and we've got one without heat, one that's had a leak now for two months. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't been to Rebel Arena. I don't know if there's anything going on down there. But, uh, I think Rick Murray's probably taking care of business down there. <laughs> Rick's probably on the roof patching it if he had to. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, I mean, you know, it, and, and it's, it's not that anybody's failing to do their jobs. That's not all I'm saying. I'm just saying it's interesting that yeah. two other three county schools are struggling to have games in their gyms because of uh, weather and um, maintenance issues. So hopefully we get it all squared away. Yeah. None of that's easy to take care of. I'm, no, I work in an environment where it's like 60 degrees inside, and it's very cold. And so I, I, like, it, it's very miserable. They not pay the heating bill? Or? Uh, well, it, it, it's like it's either 60 or 80. Like, there's nothing in between. But uh, as you mentioned, a lot of basketball tonight. I just want to give a quick shout-out to Zaya Rhodes, uh, Lady uh, Mingo Central uh, Miner. She broke the 1,000-point mark. Uh, I had to call that game Monday night. And then on Tuesday night, man – uh, has Caleb Blevins broke a school record, hit 10 three-point shots. Five of those were the first uh, 15 points of the ball game. So he was he was hot. He kind of went cold there in the second and the third, but then uh, late third quarter broke the school record. It was set uh, less than a year ago by Zach Cook, who with eight. So uh, he, was, he was hot from the three-point line, to say the least. Absolutely. That's a, definitely a standout performance. And uh, there were so many of them over the course of the past week, as we know, all throughout the state. Kids make plays. Coaches do a good job, and you know we, we've got a whole lot of good things to celebrate. And again, we will have to delve into some of the bad stuff too a little bit later on, but uh, we'll save that for uh, yeah for for just down the road a little bit. But right now we've got Taryn Malone, Magnolia High School sports, former student broadcaster at Magnolia High School, now an intern for Metro News, and he's here to talk about the Rotary Challenge coming up in New Martinsville. Taryn, first, welcome back to the show. Good evening, guys. How are you? Doing well. Tell me about the Rotary Challenge. Okay, so the Magnolia Rotary Challenge is taking place tomorrow. Everything will kick off, or I should say tip off at noon with a JV game between Magnolia High School and Cameron High School. That will be the start of the Rotary Challenge, followed by a one fifteen a boys game, Cameron versus Payton City. Cameron is playing against Valley Wetzel tonight. Payton City is playing against Harmon tonight, so both teams We'll have two back-to-back games in a matter of two days. Three o'clock, boys game between Weir and Madonna. The Bulldogs will be taking on Tyler Consolidated tomorrow at three o'clock. At 445, everybody, everybody in the state has their calendars marked down for this one. Wheeling Central Catholic taking on Perennial Power, Williamstown. Williamstown is currently 13-0, while the Maroon Knights just dropped another game this evening, and they are 11-4. and They took on Magnolia, uh, Magnolia the other evening. Uh, the girls' game at 6.30 will t- take place between Magnolia and Bellsville, and it's the only girls' game of the tournament this year. And then at 8 p.m., the night capper, Magnolia High School taking on Valley Wetzel. So that is the complete schedule tomorrow. Um, the media program will be providing full live stream coverage of every game tomorrow, and uh, I'll be there at, along with Gunnar Ritchie. He's the new student broadcaster at Magnolia. And then we have R.J. Good as well uh, helping us out with our broadcast. Sounds like a full day of basketball and an opportunity to just kind of either park it in the gym and watch or, <laughs> you know, find it from home and connect as well. Taryn, thanks so much for calling, and uh, enjoy, those, enjoy those games tomorrow. 
Oh, I will. Thanks, guys. All right. That's Terry Malone, Magnolia High School Sports, former voice of the uh, Blue Eagles from a student standpoint now um, in his freshman year at WVU and still helping out in Martinsville when he can get over there interning for Metro News, someone we've had on the program for two or three years now. And they're, just, they're, they're good people out there. Basketball junkies dream there. I mean, especially if you're in that upper Ohio Valley, you got you got some interesting uh, contests put together there. And again, it should be a lot of fun. And uh, you know, early in in that phone call, Taryn mentioned that earlier in the week, Willing Central beat Magnolia seventy to fifty eight. That was in New Martinsville. That was a big game uh, in terms of the seeding for postseason purposes. So many of these games do mean a lot right now, even if. You know, it, it shows back up later, not in the immediate future, but give it another month or so, and all that shakes out. Because, guys, we are only about three weeks away from the girls' postseason beginning, and about, you know, we're less than a month away from the boys' hey, postseason. I mean, beginning. I mean, we're talking about less, probably less than two weeks, maybe just two weeks till those coaches will get together and have those seating meetings for yeah, the girls. Yes, they come around uh, before too long. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, that time of year, right? Exactly. Uh, I just, I just want to mention something that, that I found interested earlier in the week. You know, we, we talk basketball across the state, but this Region 4 uh, AA, we've got uh, Chapmanville, Logan, Polka, uh, Mann, and then Scott coming in there at 13. You know, that's, that's just unreal. It just shows how tough that Region 4. You know, some good teams are not even going to get out of the sectionals. Right, and you, well, you, and you look at this. Between Logan, Chapmanville, and Polka, one of those teams will not make the state tournament. No matter what, it's that, just like, who's playing there. <laughs> it's and, just who's on, you yeah. know, on it when it comes time in March. Yeah, coming into the season, everybody would have said, "Well, well, well Chapmanville, of course," but not, and they, and they, not necessarily. And they they earned the benefit of the doubt they going did. into the season. They did, but Logan showed that they can be had on the perfect night, mm-hmm. right? And and also in that mix is also Lincoln County and Mingo Central, so they're right there uh, as well. So Lincoln County just lost its leading scorer for the season to a yeah. broken arm earlier in the mm-hmm. week, and that was uh, that was rough. And a comeback win over Wayne, they were actually down That's by a- double figures and came back and uh, won that game with a strong second half, and that was after. He had gone out, so that's a tough uh, blow for Coach Plumley and the, the Panthers. Right. Yeah, they do such a good job down there with yep. with what they have, and you just hate to see uh, yep. hate to see that. Right now, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we will join uh, Jeremy Kelch, assistant coach of the hundred boys basketball team, the hundred Hornets, off to a fantastic start. Now it's not really a start; we're almost halfway through the season now. <laughs> we'll talk with Coach Kelch when we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and a Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with a combination for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and life of the game when you learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd on our Huntington campus. Go behind player stats and game scores. Learn to report compelling stories. Become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. 
find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for sending us all the information on your games. Follow us on Twitter. Be a part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. We'll mention you tonight, too. At Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. Joining us tonight, we welcome Brent Smith, Stephanie Brown, Jackie Stemple, Madeline Anthony Daniels, WV, Max Kellerman, Micah Nock, Carter Williams, and Caleb Blevins. They've all joined the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family at Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Looking to take some classes but not sure you can make it to campus? Marshall offers a wide variety of online classes that fit your needs. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline and register today. Marshall offers more than 200 online courses and undergraduate and graduate majors offered exclusively online. Are you waiting for the perfect time to get your degree? Now's the time. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline where you'll find that Marshall is the right fit for you. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9-18 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell with you here in the studios of Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications in Huntington, West Virginia. Happy to have you along. Here for our second segment of the evening. Uh, a little bit later, we'll talk with Dave Wilson, who has had the call of what has been an up-and-down week for Morgantown. And we've got a special guest. We'll have, a, have him on here in just a moment as well. Uh, first, though, we want to go to Jeremy Couch, assistant coach of the 100 Hornets. 100 is 8-4 and four on the season. Uh, coach dropped a tough one tonight in the hometown invitational to Meadow Bridge, but still a really good start to the season. Now we're in the midway point for your basketball team. No, Coach, we actually got the big win tonight. Oh, so we put that score in backwards. Well, let's fix that. <laughs> That's good Good to know. Yeah. So 49-37? 49-37, 100, yes, sir. Gotcha. Okay. We will fix that so right now. So you're 9-3. That's, that's, that's much better than 8-4. <laughs> yes, sir, it is. <laughs> uh, all right, Coach, tell me a little bit about that uh, win tonight. Uh, I also got Coach Wilkins here. He's our head coach, so I'm going to let him take over. Uh, I was just basically getting the phone ready for him because he don't like this technology stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good, Coach Wilkins. Good win tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, it was. Um, it was. Uh, we warned the boys all week that this uh, this would be a dangerous game for us, regardless of the uh, record that Meadowbridge brought in here. And uh, you know they won the hit tournament last year. They lost some seniors, but uh, they're well coached. And we knew we were going to be in for a battle. Actually, it was that the whole first half. Uh, we um, it was a low-scoring game the first half. We uh, we stayed uh, well, very very close on defense. Uh, 
they played us uh, different kind of defenses. Uh, the, however, the second half, we had a much better offensive output. And uh, it showed as we went down the stretch uh, that uh, we could score if we worked the ball correctly and got the ball to the inside uh, to our key players. And uh, with that, we came out with a nice victory. We, we weren't pleased with our foul shooting tonight. Some of the boys um, did not shoot well, but our two leading scorers, uh, Norris and Souls, really had good nights for us. And speaking right now with Virgil Wilkins, the head coach of the 100 Hornets boys basketball team. Coach, 100 is a small rural school. You have a lot of seniors on this team. That's, uh, that, that at least tells me that, one, you're getting good participation, and two, this might be kind of a year that maybe some people have had circled for a while. Well, yes, we're uh, we're fortunate to have. We have seven seniors on the team, and uh, we we lost our uh, our leading scorer last year and leading rebounder. He's playing up at Westmoreland um, Junior College, and uh, but uh, our seniors have matured. They have matured a lot uh, physically and mentally, and in the off season, some of them have worked uh, uh, very hard on their shooting. And if I would say there's one big improvement in us uh, this year, our defense has been absolutely tremendous. Um, I think the turnaround in, for the season, we played Cameron here at home. Uh, the first opening game of the season, we lost to them 73-72, to 72, uh, and we had the last shot. Uh, so we can't criticize the boys for that. Then we lost, um, we lost to Clay Battelle. And uh, they do have a very good ball team, and you, I'm sure you're familiar with it. Yes. And uh, we then uh, we lost another game, but uh, we have put together six wins in a row, and uh, our uh, our defense has been uh, fantastic. I think a turnaround in the season was when uh, we beat Cameron at Cameron. Um, last, let's see, it's been last week, uh, thirty. No, week before last is 32 to 31, which was a, almost an unheard game. Uh, in basketball these ages. Virgil Wilkins, the head coach of the 100 Hornets. They get the win over Meadow Bridge tonight. And, and Coach, before we let you go, um, the hometown invitational, obviously for the smaller schools that come together and play in that, it's a yearly event. Uh, It seems to be a lot of fun, but it creates some interesting opponents because I'm not sure that you would cross paths with Meadow Bridge regularly otherwise. (laughs) No, we sure wouldn't, and, and we also have Montcalm here uh, a week from this coming Saturday uh, as part of the hit, hit tournament. Uh, we started talking this ter- hit tournament the second week of practice. We thought that if we uh, mature quickly in the game, put together our offense and defense right, that we would. Uh, our goal is to uh, be top-seeded in our division, which we were. Coach Kelch can tell you about the seeding part. Well, Coach, we uh, we did get the one seed, and uh, the reason our schedule is tougher than it normally is, well, it's them seven seniors we got, and their goal is to reach Charleston. Um, I think that's a pretty lofty goal, but when you shoot high, even if you come up a little bit short, we still might get where we want to be. Um, right now we're sitting pretty good in the OVAC standings, and uh, I think we're sitting pretty good in, in my opinion, the toughest region in single-way basketball. So it's going to be tough to get there, but if uh, – we keep playing defense like we are, and we can shoot the ball like we do some nights. Uh, we're we're kind of streaky our shooting. I think we can uh, make some noise in the regional tournament, which we haven't done for a very long time. Head coach Virgil Wilkins, assistant coach Jeremy Kelch of the 100 Hornets. Thanks so much for joining us, gentlemen. Congratulations on that win. Thank you. We thank you, sir. All right. And always good to hear 
from different folks. I don't know that you would necessarily hear from Hunter very often. And, 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 and you, uh, you mentioned small school, and and I was just looking at their <laughs> roster. I've, their average really? height is about five foot ten. They don't have a lot of size, so I, but, there's no doubt this but they team. Got a- a full roster. That's what they, they, yes, they do. Have a full roster, and but I'm sure that they're a team that really moves the ball and and, and is really scrappy. You just get the impression just hearing the coaches. And there's probably not a lot to do in hundred. I mean, you know, like in you know the bigger areas, but you know these guys they come out to play basketball for sure. Hundred high school as of the last um, classification period had 106 kids uh, in grades nine through twelve. So you've got a basketball team with seven they're, seniors. They're almost that's, literally 100. Or, so they've yes. got 15% of the student body on the basketball team. Uh, and that's a, that's a great that's awesome. thing. That yeah. is, absolutely. So they're doing good things up there uh, with that ball club. And we'll talk with Matt Miller and Dave Wilson in just a minute. But first, I want to talk with our good buddy, Jimmy Morgan, Jr. Yes, sir. Huntington High scoreboard operator. And that's like the least of the many things that he has his hands involved in. But um, he's here to talk about an event that's named after his late father, Jimmy Morgan uh, Sr. They're having the uh, Coach Jim Morgan Sr. Memorial Classic Boys Basketball event tomorrow at Huntington. Uh, That will involve a middle school game, a JV game, and then a game between Huntington and Spring Valley in boys basketball. And first off, uh, Well, actually, we've got more. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) We've actually got more. We've got Horseman and Huntington Middle, JV, playing at three. We've got Huntington Middle and Vincent Middle. Probably may, this one might might be a pretty good junior or middle school game. Yeah. Uh, Vincent's, Vincent's top in Wayne County and Huntington's top in Cabell County. So full they're day. Gonna start, they're going to start. Yeah, they're going to start at four thirty, and then Spring Valley JV and Huntington JV at five forty-five, and then the main attraction Spring Valley and Huntington varsity at seven thirty. And Jimmy, how much does it mean to you to see? You know, I, I, I've sat next to next to Jim and his dad working the scores table at Marshall games for the past, you know, over the past several years. His dad unfortunately passing away. I think this is a good way to honor what the the effect he has had on sports in the Huntington area and the lives he's touched too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the, the the lives he's touched. I'm gonna start crying here in a little bit. So. <laughs> we may join you because we, we yeah. loved your dad. Yes, we, we did. We Absolutely. Um, but I, I think this is a great thing that Coach Holmes, uh, Coach yeah. Ty Holmes at Huntington High, kind of helped make it happen. And Bruce Senior as well with, with the AD at Huntington High. True. True. Um, we we want to start out slow. Uh, maybe bring in some out out of town teams next year, uh, and then maybe bring some, maybe let's let's. Sweeten the pot a little bit. Let's bring some out-of-state schools, some kids from Kentucky, uh, uh, Ohio. I mean, let's, let's we got a we got a guy who used to coach at Huntington High. He's down in Virginia right now. Maybe we could sweeten the pot and get him up here next year. So. <laughs> there you go. It should be and, a lot of fun. And, and Jimmy, the the uh, certainly the varsity game should be interesting tomorrow because Huntington's getting better and better, and, and Spring Valley's uh, they're red hot this week. They've had two. Quality wins. Uh, they beat Capital at home, and then GW last night up in the Kanawha Valley. That's true. Um, we lost a squeaker to um, Hayden High. Lost a squeaker to Capital Midland yeah. Tuesday night, forty nine, forty seven. And uh, I mean, they're it, it, it's it's getting used to a new system. Even though they were in last year, there's still some new kids this year. Uh, and I was talking to Amari Smith this, this evening before the uh, girls' game with Wheeling Park, 
and I said, hey, just go out there and have fun. I mean, you're you're learning every week and everything like that. The kids are right now, they're pressing a little bit too much. And I told them, I said, just have fun, go out there. Yeah, you want to win every game, yeah, don't get me wrong, but it really doesn't count until the, the end, of, end of February when the sectionals and regionals start. Jimmy Morgan, Jr., scorekeeper at Huntington High School, Marshall University, many games as well, and, and the son of Jimmy Morgan, who will be honored tomorrow with the first Jimmy Morgan Huntington High Memorial Classic basketball event. Jimmy, it's good talking to you tonight, buddy. Thank you, guys. I, I really appreciate it. All right. That's our, our good buddy, Jim Morgan, Jr. I plan on being there tomorrow night because uh, those of us who knew Coach uh, Jim loved him, and this is a great tribute, hopefully – as Jimmy said, this is something that's going to grow and uh, maybe really be an all-day event. But uh, interesting uh, uh, do uh, things there because you, you have it in in city, although they don't play often. Vincent and, and Huntington Middle playing, and as he said, those are two good middle school teams. If you know this part of West Virginia here in the West, very good. And then you got the classic Huntington Charleston battle with Horace Mann Middle and Huntington Middle playing as well. And then of course the uh, the Spring Valley Huntington contest. There's a little bit of a mixture of everything. Yes, there. So, yes, there uh, is. Be a good day for a basketball fan to get out and watch that if possible. Um, we'll take one more call before our break. We we'll go to Dave Wilson, WAJR Radio. Morgantown beats Wheeling Park tonight. Nice little bounce back for the Mohegans after a loss last week to Martinsburg, which followed a win over University. Dave, it feels like Morgantown's just kind of working their way through the top five. Well, you know, this is a Morgantown team, guys, that is still a relatively young team uh, in, as far as experience-wise goes coming off last year. So they're still learning. Dave Thomas still working on the rotation. And they were feeling really good after the win over University. Uh, beat up on a John, and you know a young rebuilding John Marshall team, and played Martinsburg as a three fifteen game on a, on Martin Luther King Day, and just did not play well. We're not ready to go. Uh, Coach Tomlin put some of that on him, but I think it was a no. You know, we know at Marshall certainly from from Doc Holliday. There's you can't learn anything from a loss. Well, I think you can. <laughs> and Morgantown uh, learned. <laughs> And Morgantown learned from that loss uh, to Martinsburg, came out ready to play tonight, and picked up a big win over Wheeling Park, uh, 59-43. Yeah, a great bounce-back win, as I said. Uh, And, again, that was a 12-point loss to Martinsburg on Monday. So it's been kind of a little bit of a topsy-turvy few games for Morgantown. But, um, again, getting the win tonight, and that kind of, you know, smooths out a little bit. Buchanan Upshur coming up next week, as well as Steubenville, Ohio, uh, Preston, and then you get back into Wheeling Park and OVAC games. So should be a lot of fun, though, and uh, Morgantown continuing to play very well. Well, you know, Morgantown, Wheeling Park, and University, and through Parkersburg South into that mix, guys, they're going to see each other. Morgantown could see Wheeling Park potentially uh, four more times before the end of the season. Or, excuse me, three times, three more times, four total. University could see them three more times. Morgantown University could play three more times before the end of the year. These, there are a lot of games coming up here. These teams are going to be very, very familiar with you, uh, familiar with each other. And these are three good basketball teams up here in the same region, and only two of them are going to get to go to Charleston. So a lot of good basketball to be played. Um, still, for my money, uh, I think Morgantown and University are arguably two of the best teams in the state. I think Morgantown is the deepest team in the state. University's got the best two guards in the state in K.J. McClurg and Cade Matheny. So... And Alex Vargo over at Wheeling Park, guys, he's a 6'6 forward who's going to get you 25 a night. 
So a lot of great basketball still to be played up here uh, in the northern part of the state as we head into the second half of the season. Dave Wilson, WAJR Radio. Morgantown picks up the win tonight over over Wheeling Park in boys basketball, 59-43. Thanks so much, Dave. Hey, guys, just one question. Do you have to feed Billy uh, every Friday night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 actually, uh, that, that's taken care of by our uh, our uh, show caterer. So uh, oh. we, we need to get well, you down I, here sometime just, to take advantage of that, Dave. We're taking care of you, Bill. Right. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the reason that question is asked was Dave travels with me and, and uh, Steve Cotton with Marshall uh, Football Radio, and we, we always have a, a real battle about, you know, where do we go on Friday night? <laughs> <laughs> real problem to have, right? It's a good problem to have. That's right. All right, that's, that's Dave Wilson. Good to hear from you, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going right, to step aside, take a break, and I just see we just lost Matt Miller. We were going to have him right after the break. Hopefully, we can get him back to talk about the Martinsburg Hedgesville boys game. Great game tonight. Should be a, a lot of fun. A lot more to talk about when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Haley McClure, Greenbrier East Spartans, Brian Leap, Lincoln Cougars, Gage Huffman, Tyler Consolidated Knights, Rachel Bates, Valley Wetzel Lumberjills, and Obina Killich Killen. Chapmanville Tigers. Tonight, we've got a new standout athlete of the week from the Musselman Lady Appleman. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com. Click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. Fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We appreciate everybody that's joined us this week, including Rhonda K. Oney, Susie Simpkins, JSC, Tom Gibbons, Angie Keener, Gina Taylor, and Janaya Fargo and Willis Graham. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Join us tonight on the phone, 855-784-6677. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9.35 9.35 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Upland alongside Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville. Happy to have you with us here on this Friday, January 24th, 2020. One more January show to go, episode 95. Wow. 
and this is uh, overall, this is our seventh season and our seventh show of the seventh season. We're right at the halfway lit, mark, as Dave says. Lit over a month from now. I mean, well, we're going to have the hundredth show. We're, maybe have we'll a, have a big party. Have a have a real blowout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll figure out something. We'll have a good time. That, that's coming up in about a month, so we're looking forward to that. But you know who's had a great week is just Martinsburg High School basketball. Yes. Boys team beat Spring Mills a week ago. That's a regional rival there and a sectional rival in, that, in, case, in fact also. They go to Morgantown on Monday, pick up a double-digit win, and then tonight the Bulldogs pick up a very big win, um, 22 points from Teddy Marshall as Martinsburg beats sectional rival Hedgesville, 71 to 61, Matt Miller, WRNR in Martinsburg, joins us now. And uh, Matt, the Bulldogs playing good basketball right now. And big, big, um, big effort tonight from Teddy Marshall. Yeah, and Martinsburg certainly needed that big effort because uh, their leading scorer, Telwin Villa, who came into the game averaging almost 22 a game, had two fouls uh, very quickly in quarter number one. Didn't even get to play much of that first half and then quickly picked up his third right at the end of the first half as Coach Rogers put him back in for just a couple of minutes. So he didn't play much into that third and into the fourth quarter before finally getting back out there, finished with five points and four fouls. So the Bulldogs really needed Teddy Marshall to step up, and he did. And the biggest part of what Teddy did was knock down free throws. Martinsburg had shot only three foul shots through the first three quarters, but uh, had just go put him at the line late in this ball game and Martinsburg had to try to preserve the win and they did they went 12 for 14 from the line in the fourth quarter to go ahead and uh, pull out the 71-61 victory. Hey Matt, looking over the schedule, uh, you know guys are really undefeated in West Virginia play. Your two losses came to out-of-state schools, but it looks like you got maybe a little bit of breathing room and you don't even face Hedgesville again until, you know, late in February. Yeah, this will be a great matchup. February the 21st is when they'll play again, and I think that's uh, uh, the third to last game of the season. The Dogs, uh, with a makeup game against Jefferson that they have had to put into that final week, will have like two games left after that. So that'll be a huge matchup out at the Gilbert B. Miller Center between these two teams to find out who may be that top seed in this sectional tournament. Hedgesville really had a solid game. Martinsburg went on a nice 10-0 run in the first quarter to help open up an eight-point lead after one. Hedgesville had a 12-4 run to get it right back within two, down by three at the half. We were tied three times in the third quarter before the Bulldogs opened up a seven-point lead at 49-42 going into the fourth. And then down the stretch, uh, Hedgesville got it as close as four points at 58-54, to uh, down to three points at 60-57. to But again, Martinsburg get their foul shots and. Javen Wilmer was incredible for Hedgesville. He finished with 21, while Evan Hosby had two more points than him at 23. Wilmer hit a pair of deep threes late in this ballgame that kept the Eagles in it. Matt, after you uh, take on uh, Jefferson, local rival, uh, next week uh, coming up on Tuesday, uh, you play first of two games uh, against, uh, I guess you could say, a neighbor up I-81, Broadford and Christian up in, uh, in Hagerstown, Maryland. Yeah, it's been the first time in a long time that I can remember actually going up there and playing. Broad Fording came down here, I believe it was a year ago, may have been two years ago, and uh, they were a late entrant into uh, a Martinsburg Holiday Tournament, the Skip Fowler Memorial Tournament, 
Martinsburg had a team that couldn't uh, get into that tournament at the last second, and so they were able to work things out. Uh, Broadfording is one of those schools in our area that can be kind of hit and miss. You know, they can come out and have some really good players, uh, some from outside of the country, and be a really strong team. And other years, they may not have quite the strength that they had the year before. So I'm kind of anxious to see how that one plays out next week. Martinsburg gets the win tonight by 10 over Hedgesville. They hold serve at home and right now have control of that sectional as it comes down to uh, seeding purposes, which will come up toward uh, later on in the uh, season. Matt Miller, WRNR in Martinsburg. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Guys, thank you. All right, and always a pleasure to talk with Matt. And uh, Martinsburg, guys, again, what an impressive uh, week they've had. And we mentioned those. Their girls' team also beat previously unbeaten and top-ranked Double A North Marion by double figures. Yeah, they, what a week! Well, I mean, the athletic programs at Martinsburg are so well rounded. <laughs> they call it this week. And they just, uh, you know, it, it'll matter. Uh, I mean, boys, girls side, solid coaching, uh, good administration of that school, and just lots of athletes uh, that attend that school and. You know, we, we, I always like to talk about law, there's law schools around the state. You know, they're, they're just like just athletes go or walk in the, the hallways, boys and girls. Sometimes a lot of them don't even come out for teams, but they're, but they're there. And all, but obviously the ones at Martinsburg, they do come out and, boy, do they perform. Well, that part of the state's just busting at the seams. Busting at the seams. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and I believe I just saw where there's going to be another factory that goes in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that area. Clorox, I think. Clorox, yeah, Clorox. And, that, and that's good. I mean, that's good jobs, and that, that helps. I need to send some of those I, to southern West Virginia. I was going to say, just, <laughs> I, mean, I, I hope the bleach smell isn't too bad. Though, so. <laughs> and then there's that. Yeah, so, but uh, still, I mean, you know, we, we would love to see other parts get it too, but I'd rather it be in West Virginia than be across the border Absolutely. or anywhere else. So, so that's obviously a good thing as well. Let's step aside right now. We're going to take a, a break here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to kind of regather. And we have a guest who's about to take the national stage at the end of this season. We'll explain when we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is break number three along the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Big thank you to all of our radio affiliates around the Mountain State. Go to basketballnight.com, go to our affiliates page, and you'll find a radio station near you that carries Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And if your favorite station doesn't carry Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, call them up and tell them, hey, we get a show for you to carry. We want to thank 104.1 FM WVXS in Romney. Also, we want to thank 92.5 FM WZAC Madison Danville Charleston, 105.5 FM WKQV Cowan, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn, 102.3 FM WMTD in Hinton. 740 AM, 106.5 FM, WRNR in Martinsburg, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Matewan, Williamson, Belfry, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX, Wheeling, 1370 AM, 
97.7 FM, WVLY Moundsville, and we're on 101.1 FM, WVWBLP in Wayne, West Virginia. We want to thank all of our radio stations carrying us, and we'll give you the rest of the list at the top of the hour. We also want to thank all the folks joining us on Twitter, many of them this week and also tonight. Join us. We'll mention your name, including Gina Taylor, Willis Graham, Ryan Groves, and Darius Miles. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Just a little shy of 945. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, back with you on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. One thing we always love is when West Virginia can take a national stage. Mm-hmm. We love it when, when the coaches, players... Etc. from our state get recognized because exactly. uh, yeah sometimes I think we're a little hard on ourselves. Well, you know, of course, and we know we already had the one instance with the, the Robert C. Bird kids and the, all the attention they got on their uh, great uh, play at uh, made ESPN and uh, play of the day. Oh, they were still talking about that on like stadium has its own show. Yes, and, uh, it was on before a Marshall game last week, mm-hmm. and there. There's the Robert C. Bird playing. There are three people that are breaking it down one by one. And it's like, that is, that is hey, some really good stuff. We broke it down first because we that's right. We had it all the way. That's right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we just love when, when people get the opportunity to do big things. And somebody who's getting that opportunity is Fred Sorrow, the head coach of the Williamstown girls basketball team, uh, just announced that he will coach the East team in the – mcdonald's all-american game wow that's awesome and uh, amy chapman will be an assistant she's at gilmer county fred sorrow the head coach coach that's a big honor for you and a big honor for our state oh we're really excited about it and uh i've I've known about it for a while and maybe since january the 8th i was told that i was selected my name was in nomination back in back in the fall and I was called on January the 8th by the, by the girl that's on the, that runs up the selection committee, and she said that I've been nominated, or I've been selected as the head coach of the East with the girls. And it's very exciting, but I, we had to keep it quiet until January 23rd when McDonald's announced it. And prior to that, I was able to pick two assistants, and we chose Amy, Amy Chapman from Gilmer County, who's done an outstanding job out there with, with that team at her team and our team are the only two public school champions in the past 30 years in the uh, in, in the girls' single-way basketball. And besides that, I also got a former player, excuse me, <coughs> Ann, Ann Super Ferguson, who graduated in 06 from Williamstown, was a 1,000-point scorer at Guilford and our career leader in three-point field goals. And she's coaching at Thomasville High School in North Carolina. And she's an outstanding coach. And... Uh, you know, both those young ladies are are, are going to are, are going to be great assets. You know, to our staff out there, we're really excited about. It. Hey, coach, when you got that phone call, what was the first thing you thought your feelings uh, when you got that call? Uh, well, that it's going to be the experience of a lifetime. You know, like, you know, I mean, this is this is just amazing. 
I've sat on it for a while. I've known about it for a while that, that the chance may happen. Not that it was going to, but that my name was going into nomination, and that was exciting in itself. When the actual call came, your heart just kind of sinks, you know, and you're just kind of elated, and you're kind of walking on walking on air, and, and then all the things. You know, it's pretty good for a 72-year-old guy, you know, to feel that way. You don't get those feelings that often. And, and, uh, and what happens is that, is that once we get to get once we get the staff together, we all have to get through our seasons, all three of us. But you know, after the season's over, you know, there's something to look forward to there at there at the end. And uh, on April 1st, they're going to fly us to Houston on March the 28th, and then the practices start Sunday the 29th, 29th, the 30th, the 31st, and the game is the first at the Toyota Center uh, in Houston where the Rockets play, and then they fly us back out on April 2nd. Uh, Fred, uh, I know on the boys' side, they've started naming uh, members of the teams on the McDonald's All-American side. Is that the is that that same way with the girls? You're starting to learn some of your uh, folks are, who are going to be playing for you? Right. And, and and I'm seeing a girl by the name of Paige and another kid by the name of Treasure Hunt, you know, who which which is an interesting name, but you know, she must be a whale of a player, that is for sure, you know. And, uh, you know, maybe on the all-name team, but but, but something that, you know, the bottom line is is that there are a bunch of 17- and 18-year-old kids that are going to be really nervous because they're playing against some of the best competition they ever played against in their lives. And really when you stop and think about it, and I'm kind of quoting from Bob Huggins here, but all these good players that come into colleges and universities and every good player who's an All-American, stop and think on their high school team. Who do they have to guard? They don't guard the best player. They no. guard the kid that is maybe the weakest player. And so when they really get into a game of that caliber, they're not used to playing defense on somebody that can, you know, that can, that can really do something against them. And so I'm not sure what we're going to do, but I know that, that we're going to be facilitators as, as, as much as coaches because practice fans will be scripted for us. And it's our method of teaching. But when there's 100 to 200 NBA, WNBA, WNBA scouts in the stands, plus college coaches, you know, there are certain things they want to see, and we have to make sure that happens. Treasure Hunt, by the way, a 6'2 wing from Hamilton Heights Christian Academy in Tennessee and a Kentucky commit. So, uh, yeah, Bill's happy about that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay. a, I'm a U.K. person. That's, that's so what I was thinking. <laughs> but, uh, as, as, far as, as far as knowing a lot about the players, that's something I'm going to do this week. I'm going to Google them. But I'm very concerned right now about Belpre High School. Yes. I'm very concerned about Notre Dame and <laughs> Davidswood. I mean, you know, with the season going on. But, you know, little by little, you know, in, the, in my time off, and if I'm not doing that, I'm going to look up each one and find out where each kid's from because I want to make sure and, you know, and, and know that we have a connection and make these kids feel more comfortable when we get there. And I want Amy and Ann to do the same thing. And, and Coach, not to let it get away from us here, we don't have your score from tonight's game. Oh, okay. Well, the Williamstown Yellow Jackets prevailed over the Moorfield Yellow Jackets by a score of 58-49. to hmm. And Lincoln Joy for Williamstown had 22 points, and Kaylee Sorrow, my granddaughter, had, uh, <laughs> had uh, 16. And, uh, you know, the Cole Reynolds had 10, and for them, uh, you know, uh, the Rinker girl had 14, and uh, McGregor had 14. I, it, was, it was a very good game. Moorfield's a good team. I mean, they're strong. They got a six-four kid, and you know they're very well coached and very strong defensively. I guarantee you that. 
It was fun. It was a good score. Good win tonight for the Williamstown Yellow Jackets over the visiting Moorfield Yellow Jackets. And again, Williamstown now 10 and 5. They'll play Belfry, Ohio next Thursday. Coach Fred Sorrow, All American girls basketball coach for the McDonald's All American game. Once again, congratulations on that honor. We're happy for you. Thank and you. Uh, we look forward to seeing uh, what you can do with both your team this regular season and your team at the Toyota Center in Houston, yeah. which, by the way, we, uh, is where Marshall grad coaches. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. Oh, wow. From Mullins, West well, Virginia, yeah. small little world. Oh, no, that's right. Mike D'Antoni's out there. So I, I think I'll look him up. <laughs> you need to. Hey. I know Danny. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I've known him for a while. There, there you go. So yeah. good. You just mentioned West Virginia. Right. They'll, they'll come say hi. <laughs> uh, coach Fred Sorrow. Right. Thanks. For sure. <laughs> Thanks so much, Coach. Thank you. All right, and, and again, that's a tremendous wow. honor, and I'm, I'm very happy for him. I'm happy for everyone involved. And only the the best of the best get selected, not only to play, but to coach and administer in that McDonald's All-America game. So, I mean, what a tribute to West Virginia's uh, coaching talent and to Fred Sorrow. I mean, that's just awesome. It yeah. would be an honor just to even be nominated, yes. you know, much less get the nod to, to be yeah. able to do it. So, I mean, what we're getting at here is that you've got a girls' high school basketball coach of a West Virginia single-A public school program. Single-A public. That I mean, will be coaching the McDonald's All-American but, as the head coach. But he's very qualified absolutely, to, to handle yes, this. Absolutely. So, <laughs> and, and, and it sounds like he's got a plan. you know. And, but the, the big thing is... And he's got a coach now, too. Like, you know, that's, well, I, that's, the, that's the thing. You know, he's got a balance. And as he said, you know... I got games with with the Williamstown coach. Yet I've got this big national stage thing, so he he's gonna have to you know juggle some balls, so to speak. And, and it sounded like he was at the victory party tonight yeah. in the background there. Uh, and and the way I know the way they do things up at Williamstown. Moorfield had a long trip. There's a good right. chance that they're just kind of eating together True. right now before Moorfield heads home. Or I mean, I'm not sure if Moorfield has a second game. I didn't look to see if they have a second game in there or not. Um, just to get you caught up on what we're doing here with, with phones, uh, we will talk to J.J. Martin in just a minute, head basketball coach of the Cabo Midland Boys. And in our 10 o'clock hour, right after the, the 10 o'clock hour, because we're getting close to heartbreak, we will talk with Michael Miller, head coach of the Frankfurt Girls. So if Coach Miller could just hang on with us till uh, another about eight minutes or so. All right, now let's go to J.J. Martin, head coach of the Cabo Midland Boys team. And, uh, Coach, your first season as head coach – and I mean, it couldn't be going much better for you. A perfect twelve and zero. Yeah, man, it's it's been a blessing to say the least. Uh, I've got a great group of kids, man. They've been playing hard. Uh, you know, they're mentally tough. You know, they just don't they don't quit playing, man. They they give everything they have every time we step on the floor. Well, JJ, you guys uh, escaped one last night with Woodrow Wilson get the two point win. Tell us about that one. Oh yeah, man. Well, hats off to Woodrow, man. They're a great ball club. They uh, they're really good, man. It's a tough environment to play there. We were on the road. Uh, I thought they did a really good job um, scouting us beforehand. You know, uh, they knew all of our offensive sets, man. They 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 like to kind of pressure you, uh, get up and play good man-to-man defense, and you know that's what they're known for, um, and that's what they did. You know, to be honest, they jumped out on us early. Um, but like I said, my my kids, you know. They're really, really mentally tough, you know, and that's that's one thing 
you know, I tell them I was kind of worried about in the preseason, uh, you know, was how they would come together. We got a lot of personalities on that team, man. It's, it's fun, a fun group to be around. So uh, that was kind of one of my worries in the preseason. But like I said, I thought, you know, I kind of talked to them beforehand and explained what I meant by men- being mentally tough and, you know, all coming together and, you know, not getting on to each other, getting upset. And, you know, like I said, G- Be- Beckley did a really good job early in that game, man. They jumped out on us. They were hitting some shots. They got some really good shooters. Um, they were executing, playing good D. But my kids, you know, they, they just plugged along, man. They they kept their heads down and did what we asked them to do, picked it up on defense. Uh, Beckley, man, they, they're really good rebounding. I think they, they out-rebound every team they play. And uh, they were getting, you know, second chance, third chance, fourth chance points on us. Um, but, you know, that was one thing I told my guys, we can box out and get some rebounds and run in transition. That's when we're really good. And they, they, they kept that in the back of their minds, and they started to do that, and we were able to win it last night. But it was a great ball game, man. J.J., uh, your, your first season, as we mentioned, head coach, but uh, you, you had good training with Rick Chaffin's last couple of years. And also, when folks come to your games, they'll look over there and say, yes, there's a lady over there assisting J.J. Uh, Martin. That's Christina Schmidt, of course, uh, the uh, the mother of uh, of Chandler and Dominic Schmidt, uh, two of your better players. Hey, and, Coach, before, I hate to jump in here. We're going to have to put you on hold because we're almost at the end of the hour. I want to give you time to be able to talk about that because that is a fascinating part to what you're doing. So can you hold with us through the break? Oh, yeah, no problem. All right, we'll, we'll come right back to you in just a moment. Uh, right now, though, we're going to uh, tell you that hour number one of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia is almost in the books as we are just a, a couple seconds away. That's why I said we had a hard break coming up, so we'll have – uh, we'll talk with J.J. Martin, head coach of the Cabell Midland Boys. We'll finish that conversation. We'll talk with Michael Miller, head coach of the Frankfurt Girls. What a season they're having. And again, we talked about it before. They, they're showing that they're not a one-person show after the graduation of Abby Beeman, probably the best player in program history a year ago. And they are still being very successful this season as well. We'll get you a scoreboard update, all of that, and much more when we come back with Hour 2 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is Break 4 across the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Big thank you to all of our radio stations carrying Basketball Friday Night throughout the Mountain State, including 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY Moundsville, 101.1 FM, WVWPLP Wayne, 92.3 FM, WYRC in Spencer, 103.7 FM, WQWB in Fisher, 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood, Ripley, 106.7 FM, WHFI Linside, 93.9 FM, WRRR St. Mary's, 104.5 FM, WASPLP Huntington, 1290 AM, 101.9 FM, WVOW in Logan, 101.7 FM, WYAPLB Clay, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM, WQAZ, Edmund, Beckley, 90.7 FM, WFGH Fort Gay, 950 AM, WBES in Charleston, 
and 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. We're going to tell you in the next break all the places you can watch our high-definition video stream. Of course, you could go to basketballnight.com. All it takes is one click to watch. And thank you for sending us all these great picks. Send them to us on our Facebook page, by Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Thinking about joining the Marshall family? Visit marshall.edu slash tour and schedule a visit today. You can join us at one of our green and white days and see what being a son or daughter of Marshall means. You'll visit with administration and staff and see what Marshall has to offer. Can't make it for green and white days? Schedule a visit to one of our daily tours and get a personal look at Marshall's campus. To register for a visit to campus, go to marshall.edu slash tour or call 1-877-GO-HERD-1. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Eppling alongside Joe Winville, Bill Cornwell, happy to have you with us. We'll get a scoreboard update in a moment. Um, I want to continue our discussion with J.J. Martin, head coach of the Cabell Midland Boys team. And Bill, I, I, you, you asked a very good question before the break. I don't necessarily need you to set it all back up no. again, but if you can just go ahead and uh, briefly uh, summarize. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you go to a Cabell Midland game, you'll, you'll look, look on the bench and who's that person helping J.J. Martin, but it's a lady, and it is Christina uh, Schmidt. And, and uh, J.J., uh, she does a fine job helping you out. Oh, yeah, man. She, uh, she was a college player herself. Um, She's actually coached uh, college already um, in Indiana, where they're from. Mm-hmm. And um, I can tell you, man, she has a great, great, great knowledge of the game. We get along well. We've had the same vision um, for the team. You know, I, I played college myself at Marietta College for John Vanderwall. So we both played, um, like you mentioned, Rick Chafin. He's been one of my mentors since high school. You know, I was uh, I was able to meet him when I was a sophomore. So he's kind of helped me develop my game, get ready for college, and then the past two seasons, you know, just teaching me the ins and outs of coaching uh, high school basketball. And, you know, he's done a really good job of preparing me. Um, and, but, you know, just to touch back on Christina, like you said, she does a really good job, man. She knows the game. Uh, she, 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 she really studies the game. She was a player herself. So, you know, we just uh, – I think we work well together, man, and we, we've been able to do something good here to start the season. The kids are also doing a fantastic job of handling all of that as well because – it's a ball club that your your team has come right down to the wire two straight nights or two straight games now able to get a two point win oh, yeah. in overtime last night a two point win over Huntington and uh, that was a one on a shot with uh, less than a second remaining. Yeah, man. Like you said, the past two they've been they've been nail biters. They were exciting games to coach. I'm sure they were exciting to watch. Um, it was great environments at both of them. Huntington High and Beckley are both really athletic teams. Like I said, they like to play man-to-man defense, press you full court. 
you know, and just get up, get up in the players. And, uh, you know, they, it was big, big, big road wins for us. This was three games in a row. We play at Charleston Catholic tomorrow that were on the road. So, uh, you know, I'm really proud of our guys, man. They just hung in there. They never gave up. Like I said, really, really, really tough environments, uh, good teams on both ends, and they were just able to get it done. So it's been exciting, to say the least. Campbell Midland Knights, ranked number one in Class AAA in boys basketball, currently undefeated at 12-0. and First-year head coach J.J. Martin, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Oh, man, thanks for having me, guys. All right, and again, that's Coach J.J. Martin. It's not supposed to be that easy when you no. start the coaching. <laughs> but, but Especially your first year. As we've said, though, they, they've had some close calls, but, uh, hey, they have survived. But tomorrow uh, they got to go on the road down the Kanawha Valley and play uh, the very number three single-A team, but a very capable Charleston Catholic team. We're going to right now go right back to the phone lines. Uh, 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 as I mentioned before the break, a team that – Lost its, you know, perhaps the most decorated player that it's had in girls' high school basketball uh, to graduation. Frankfurt, um, Abby Beeman graduated a year ago. I think a lot of coaches went to that graduation just to ensure that she make went sure across she the stage, make sure she was there because it seemed like she played there forever. But uh, this is a ball club that is 12 and 1 and right in the thick of the top echelon of Class AA girls basketball again this year. Michael Miller, head coach of the Falcons, and uh, joins us now. Coach Miller, your ball club, it's hard to ask for much more uh, from them in terms of how they've played so far this season. Oh, absolutely. We're we're tickled to death. Um, and like you said, you know, losing Abby, you know, I'm sure there was some extra people at the graduation, you know, this past year, and I wouldn't be surprised, but hey, Abby taught these girls you know that are currently on the team a lot of things you know just by the way you know she led the team by example and her guts and heart and determination and and hey we just keep plugging along you play in the toughest region in class double a and perhaps toughest in the state when you look at north marion and and uh fairmont senior on the opposite side your one loss this year was a one point loss to north marion you beat fairmont senior uh this year those two teams have won the last three Class AA Girls State Championships. Uh, I know you have to feel you're right on the cusp. I'm telling you, it, it feels good. We've, we've, <laughs> you're right. It is a tough region, and you know I lose a lot of sleep, you know, preparing for those two teams. <laughs> and that North Marion game earlier this year, I'm still, <clears throat> still kicking myself for that one, and not getting much rest. It still keeps me up sometimes at night, and. You know, we, we seek perfection, and that's what we want. We want a state championship just like those teams, and, and we feel like we're right there. Coach, you sound like you're you know, your own worst enemy, but, you know, I say this all the time. Sometimes a loss is good. It, it kind of refocuses your team, you know, that, you know, things can happen and, and, and turn things around and, and, you know, run out the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, it. when it comes to losing, you know, it's what – you're in this to win, of course, but yeah, it's you know a loss sometimes, you know, gains your perspective a little bit. It, it makes you focus a little bit more. You know, there was a lot of adversity in that game against North Marion. I mean, it went back and forth. Probably one of the best games I've ever been a part of, and you know, just to to lose the way we did, it, it hurt and stung a little bit. But the girls know that now they can play, you know, with the best without Abby. You know, and play against the best teams in West Virginia. They're, they're poised. They don't like to lose. They're ready. 
you know, this is what, what they want. They want a team, you know, victory with, with a state championship, and that's what they're focused on, and, and I don't think they're going to settle for anything less. Coach, I'm sure your girls are probably disappointed you weren't able to play tonight but uh, with a little illness problem at Grafton. Probably situation better safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, it, we didn't want to go down and end up getting our whole team sick, so it was probably a good decision. We just got off the basketball court not too long ago. We had a, a rejuvenated, fun, entertaining practice tonight. You know, the girls are upbeat and positive of course they they want to play every single night you know they don't care where they have to go or who they have to play so it kind of upsets them when they don't get to be out there on the court but like i said we went in tonight had an inspiring practice and you know everybody was positive and upbeat and just ready to go for our next one frankfurt back in action on wednesday night at home against northern garrett maryland then a game one week from tonight against fort hill maryland also at Frankfurt and uh, Coach Miller again. We know you, if anybody sold you short, you have already answered those doubts, and we certainly wish you and your ball club nothing but the best moving forward. We hope to get to talk to you again in maybe a couple of weeks. I hope so. I was, you know, just making sure you guys didn't forget about oh. it. <laughs> we we have we won't forget about you because uh, there's no doubt you you, you, do, you do a fantastic job with that team and program. Hey, I appreciate it, guys, and thank you for what you guys do for girls basketball, all basketball in the state of West Virginia. Well, thank you so much. That's Michael Miller, head coach of the Frankfurt Falcons girls basketball team. Um, I mean, again, what a job. He's built a program instead of building around one player or yeah, one group for exactly. one season. That's why they're 12-1 and one and, and they don't have their, their star from the past years and they're just still getting it done. Uh, he did use an interesting term, but we had an entertaining practice. I, don't uh, know what, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the same thing. He just kind of wondered what was going on in the gym. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and guys, we will get to Scott Sorrow, head coach of the unbeaten Williamstown boys basketball team in just a moment, but we need to get you a scoreboard. We're running a little bit behind there. So let's get another check of the basketballnight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit basketballnight.com. This time we'll let Joe have the boys' scores. Excuse me. All these scores are finals. We're over Indian Creek, Ohio tonight, 58-44. Nicholas County falls to Braxton County, 57-49. Elkins winners tonight over East Fairmont, 53-47. Shady Springs, the Tigers, 12-0 with a win tonight over Independence, 78-63. Jefferson, winners over the Washington Patriots over in the Panhandle, 70-63. It was Hedgesville falling to Martinsburg tonight, 71-61. Teddy Marshall led the Bulldogs with 22 points, and Evan Hornsby scored 23 points for Hedgesville. Pocahontas County, the Warriors winners tonight over Midland Trail, 47-44. Wheeling Park falls to Morgantown, 59-45. Spring Mills drops one to Musselman, 58-50. It was Braxton County, the Eagles over Nicholas County, 57-49. Pendleton County winners tonight over uh, Petersburg, 62-29. Bridgeport. Pick up a win over Phillip Barber, 64-35. Bluefield winners tonight. They go to 9-3 on the season with a win over Pikeview, 88-55. 
Ripley picks up a win tonight over Nitro, 60-56. Buchanan Upshur falls to Robert C. Bird as the Flying Eagles go to 9-2 on the season, 57-46. John John Hamilton scored 43 points for the Scott Skyhawks in their win tonight over Wayne, 97 58. It was Polka over Sissonville in the Cardinal Conference, 55-31. Liberty Raleigh picks up a win over Summers County, 51-34. Webster County, 9-4 on the season with a win over Clay County, 78-69. In a tight one, Westside beats Oak Hill, 53-51. Winfield winners tonight over Herbert Hoover, 53-45. Wirt County over Tyler Consolidated, 63-40. Ritchie County, winners tonight over the Cougars of East Hardy, 60-54. Greenbrier West, the Cavaliers, 10-0 on the season with a win over the South Harrison Hawks, 66-44. Clay Patel, the CBs, winners over Buffalo, 76-67. Meta Bridge, the Wildcats, fall to the 100 Hornets tonight, 49-37. And Harmon winners tonight over Peyton City, 68-40. Bill, you have the girls score. I've got the girls score. Start off with Richwood tonight beating Montcalm, 41-38. Charleston Catholic beats Wheeling Central. Interesting game there, 54-47 Charleston Catholic with the win. It was Gilbert County beating Clay County, 72-41. Petersburg uh, winners over Phillip Barber, 68-53. Uh, number two in Class AAA loses tonight. First time. Cabell Midland falls to Woodrow Wilson, 58-51. And the Knights are now 13-1 and on the season. Now, one game that did not uh, go tonight, Grafton and Frankfurt. We just talked uh, with uh, the Frankfurt coach just moments ago. Flu problems in Grafton. That's the reason they did not play. Uh, Greenbrier East tonight gets a win over Parkersburg South, 65-57. So the governor's happy. <laughs> Huntington <laughs> beat Wheeling Park, 64-48. It was Lincoln County over Sherman, 70-53. In that game, Lincoln County's Carly McComas crossed the 1,000-point barrier. So congratulations to her. It was South Charleston, winners over Capital, 48-41. University in uh, 59-48 went over Morgantown. I guess the girls' version of the Mohawk battle. And finally, Williamstown, 58-49 winners over Moorfield. That's a check of your BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Scott Sorrow is the head coach of the Williamstown Yellow Jacket boys team. And I know that he, one, they're undefeated. They've got their own story. And, you know, he's feeling a little bit proud, too. Sure. The news of the All-American game within the family. Hey guys, uh, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's a it's a great honor for my dad. And I know you just had him on there a little bit ago, and um, you know he's obviously you, you could tell. I mean, he had he had a win tonight. Sounded like a little bit loud behind him. <laughs> probably probably having a Coca Cola or two, and uh, you know just you know enjoying himself. But no, you're right. You know, with the win, and and um, you know obviously the news about the McDonald's All American game. And we're really proud of him. Uh, you know, he's he's you know he's done the, he's done this and done it well for a very very long time. And and obviously, um, you know, th- this type of uh, honor for him is, is almost like a like a lifetime achievement award in coaching. So so it's it's been great. And 
yeah, we were just really proud of him. Coach, uh, your team thirteen and zero, and you've been battle tested so far, but you got a big one tomorrow in the form of Wheeling Central. Yeah, you know we've played some good teams already. Uh, you know we've played Parkersburg Catholic a couple times. We played a, a, a pretty good St. Mary's team as well twice, and you know you know obviously in the in the LKC, you know, we we think it's one of the best uh, small school conferences in the state. And um, you know so we, we've been pretty we've played some some good teams there. Um, but you're right. I mean, obviously tomorrow we have, we have a really big game for us. Anyway, it's a, a game against Wheeling Central, and it's a, it's a one-two game. And um, you know, those don't pop up every day in the regular season. So uh, we are, you know, we're excited to play it. It's a great opportunity for our kids. You know, we just have a ton of respect for for Wheeling Central, their coaching, their coaching staff, their players. Um, you know, they've they've been so good for so long. They're the type of program. That, that we want to be and um, you know obviously it's a it's a it's a fun game for us for that reason the mid-ohio valley and uh, up in that area has been the the best part of class a basketball for a while now now not always the, the champion but so much so many good teams there's no easy night in that league and in that area uh, just tell me a little bit about how much that you know prepares you as you get deeper into the season and carry still, you know, that's a little bit of a bullseye with that zero in the loss column. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, um, you know, like we, we've told the guys, you know, you know, being, being ranked one doesn't really help you that much. I mean, it can, it can put a little bit, like you said, right, you know, it can, it can make a little bit of a bullseye on your, on your back and, and, you know, you're now the hunted and instead of the hunter. So, uh, that makes it tough, but, you were talking about Middle Ohio Valley basketball, and, and you're right. It's it's been really good here for for a while. There's a ton of good coaches, and you guys, you know, I know you guys had Rob Shakula on last week, but you know, you think about some of these teams around here, just in our league. I mean, Mick Price is up here. Uh, you know, Mark Barnhart at St. Mary's. Those guys have built great programs with really good kids and and um, kids that play all the time. But the thing that makes it competitive, and you guys know how basketball is now. It's it's not like it used to be back in. Back in the day, it's it's spring, summer, fall. You know, it's it's all year round, and so we play a lot of those teams throughout the spring, summer, fall. And you know, I think because of that, because we play so much basketball in the off season outside of November to March, you know, we face good competition all year long, and, and so don't they, and so don't those other schools. And I think it, it helps uh, bring everybody's level of play up, and I think that's that's uh, that's a big key to to, to improving basketball not just in the ohio valley but but throughout the state of west virginia scott looking at your roster you have a i, I would i would call it a luxury that a lot of single a teams don't have you've got a little bit of size you're, you're kind of long you've got some strong kids and uh, and i know you depend on them yeah are, are you trying to tell me that that basketball coaches like tall guys that can make sure uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> All right, yeah. So, yeah, we we do have a few big guys, <laughs> you know. We we do. I mean, it's, it's you're right. It is a luxury, and um, we've got we've got two guards that are six four, six five. Um, we've got a really good post player in, in Colton Luther, who's six six and a half, and um, you know, just a, a really good player. But if you watch him play, he's got guard skills. Um, and then we have we have some several kids that can shoot the ball. But as you know, I mean, a lot, a lot of teams uh, around the state have have good rosters and and you know obviously we we like our roster a lot and um you know but that doesn't mean that anything's easy uh you know you you mentioned you know being ranked highly kind of makes you a a target and and uh you know we've dealt with that for a couple weeks now and it's it's been it's been fun we've kind of had fun with it 
we haven't really treated it like a boogeyman or anything like that. You know, we're just trying to we're trying to have some fun with it and and uh, just you know play play one game at a time. Even though it's like the worst coach's cliche ever, uh, we just try, we try, we try to do that and. Uh, you know, it doesn't do as much good to, to focus on anything other than, for us, Wheeling Central tomorrow at 445. Yeah. Scott Sorrow, head coach of the Williamstown boys basketball team. The Yellow Jackets undefeated. Picked up a 13-point win at Parkersburg Catholic last night. As you mentioned, 445 tomorrow at Magnolia High School. They'll take on Wheeling Central in the Magnolia Rotary Challenge. Coach Sorrow, again, thank you so much for calling. And, again, I know you've got to be very proud of that honor for your dad to coach the girls' yeah. high school All-American game. Yeah, it's great. We're really proud of them. And uh, thanks, guys, thanks a lot for having me on, and uh, go Jackets. All right, thanks so much. That's Scott Sorrow, head coach of the Williamstown Yellow Jackets. We'll have to take a break. When we come back, we will talk with Taylor Kennedy of the Winfield Sports Network. Yeah, the Winfield-Herbert Hoover boys game tonight. We'll also learn a little bit more about our standout athlete of the week. And we promise we will talk about the four classification we will. Uh, sectional and regional proposed Alignments. All that much more when we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University, visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. You can watch our live high-definition video stream many places, and we're going to tell you where you can find them all tonight. Of course, you can go to our website, basketballnight.com, and it just takes one click to watch. Of course, we're on great radio stations, too, throughout the Mountain State. Go to basketballnight.com, go to our affiliates page, and you'll find a station near you. And if you know a radio station that's not carrying basketball Friday night in West Virginia every Friday night, call them up and tell them they need to carry the show. On YouTube, go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. On Facebook Live, go to the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia page. It's facebook.com forward slash hoops roundup. Facebook.com forward slash hoops roundup. And of course, we're on Periscope. That's twitter.com forward slash hoops underscore roundup. Twitter.com forward slash hoops underscore roundup. We're also on cable in the Huntington area on Comcast Channel 25, Armstrong Digital Channel 204. And if you're watching, you see all kind of game pictures, team pictures, fan pictures. We want you to send them to us. Send them to us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Send them to our Facebook page. You can also email them to scores at basketballnight.com. Scores at basketballnight.com. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out BasketballNight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It is 10-23 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell. Joe Linville is in studio with us tonight as well. And joining us now 
is Andrew Rogers, our special correspondent. He has a little bit more of this week's Sandout Athlete of the Week, Janaea Fargo from Musselman. And Andrew, she's someone who you have to look deeper than the numbers to realize just how good of a player and the effect she has on that program. Absolutely. She only averages about 13 points per game, but it's all the other things she does. Her coach even pointed out about three deflections per game, two steals. So you really have to just watch her play because her impact kind of feeds off onto the other, other girls. That's a program that, that is still trying to kind of break through. It's been, they haven't been to Charleston for a state tournament. Musselman's girls have never been in the state tournament. And, uh, you know, obviously that's something that she would like to help them get through there. But she's also, you know, not just on the court, also a, a well-rounded person, very successful off the floor too. Yeah, she's got a basketball scholarship to play at Charleston Southern next year. And on the backside of that, she's got an academic scholarship through the HISTA program here in West Virginia to help her pursue a health and sciences career beyond her basketball career so you're talking about a young lady who has the ability to play basketball but also has got money set aside for that so it's pretty incredible and, and before we toss the facts here one thing you learned about her I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here one thing you learned that, that really kind of maybe surprised you she's perfect she tries to be perfect at everything <laughs> she will not stop working until she's as good as possible her dad used the example of when she was little she would color in pictures. If she went outside the lines, she would immediately crumble up, throw it away. Oh, so no. she has got to be perfect at everything if or I, it's not going to happen. If, I, if, if that was something I did, I, we, I'd never got anything colored or anything like that. It would have been a mess. But nonetheless, uh, Andrew's got more now with our standout athlete of the week, Janaea Fargo, a senior from Musselman High School. Hall of Fame shooting guard Michael Jordan once said, there is no such thing as a perfect basketball player. Although no individual is perfect, that doesn't stop Janaea Fargo from working to perfect her craft. Her desire to succeed is what motivates her and is what makes her this week's standout athlete of the week. Musselman senior guard Janaea Fargo is a four-year starter for the Applemen and so far this season is averaging 13 points, two steals, and two assists per contest. She hopes that her work ethics set an example for the other girls on the floor. I try my best to always first in line to, you know, go on for the drill first, to try and demonstrate things. I'm just going to continue focusing and to continue pushing harder and harder each day, which will um, then push my teammates to work harder and harder, and their focus level will meet, you know, everybody's will meet together, and I think that would really help us get to the next level. Musselman head coach Adrian Elliott says Janae's energy and demeanor help set the tone for the team's level of play. Uh, whether it's a tight game or a big lead or we're battling from behind, the way she carries herself on the floor, the girls feed off that. Defensively, when she's up in your face and pressuring the ball and strapping up, the other teammates seem to follow that. Her father, Ronnie Fitzpatrick, who is also an assistant coach on the girls' basketball team, says it isn't easy to be her coach and a dad, but credits his father's impact on him as to how he has been able to handle the situation. It's a tough one. I tell you, um, my dad was a coach. One thing that I saw from him was we're in the gym, we're a coach team. When we go home, I try not to bring up about basketball or anything about the game. Um, and it's a delicate situation. There's been some phone calls and some some frustration and some love moments at the gym and then when we go home I, I, I convert into dad and we're not discussing anything that went on earlier today. I'm now dad. Her father says wanting to excel at everything from an early age is why she is so successful. She's a perfectionist. I, early on 
was extremely frustrated with that because it could be as small as color in a picture, and as soon as she went outside the line, she balled the picture up and, and, and threw it away because it wasn't perfect. So that that's kind of what goes into the classroom. I don't want to be. I want an A. I'm trying to, you know... She has extremely high standards. Jenea carries a 4.1 GPA and has received an academic scholarship in the Health Sciences and Technology Academy in West Virginia to work on her undergraduate or graduate degree. Along with that scholarship, she is also committed to play basketball at Charleston Southern. Because of Fargo's willingness to strive for perfection, she says sometimes it can be frustrating, but she knows that there is a method to her pursuit of perfection. Sometimes it... It can tear me down, but at the end of the day, I really do think that it pushes me to be better on the court and in the classroom. Getting better right now on the basketball court means helping Musselman to its first ever girls state tournament in March. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Andrew Rogers. Thanks so much, Andrew, and we're going to stay right here as, uh, again, Always great to learn, learn about these kids. We hope to be able to talk with Jenea Fargo of Musselman High School a little bit later on in this program. But uh, getting back to the phones, Taylor Kennedy is a student broadcaster at Winfield High School. Winfield's boys beat Herbert Hoover tonight, get the record back to 500. And Taylor, a, a nice win for the Generals. Yes, indeed. They picked up their third straight win. They picked up a win this past week as well against Cardinal Conference post System Bill 70 to 42. But another big win for third year head coach Chris Stevens. They won the game 53 to 45 over another Cardinal Conference foe in Herbert Hoover. So a tremendous game and definitely a, mo- a momentum win for the Generals. Like I said, they picked up their third win after following a two game losing streak against Scott and Pocus. So definitely a win in the right direction for the Generals moving forward. And, uh, Taylor, um, you know, you talk about you got momentum for sure with uh, the Generals, and I know the Generals' gym will be rocking tomorrow night because you got your rivals, the Hurricane Redskins, coming to town. And the, and the Redskins, they've been struggling a little bit lately, and uh, this might be a good time to get them. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're 100% correct. I think this game will definitely be coming down to the wire. Um, the last game against the Redskins didn't go in the way of the Generals that they lost by nine at Hurricane Arena, so or Redskins Arena, I should say. But regardless, it's always a rock fight whenever these two teams clash together. I mean, they're uh, cross-county rivals, War and 34, you name it. This will be, be a game tomorrow that, one, Winfield will be looking for revenge and also trying to pick up their fourth straight win. And Winfield defeating Herbert Hoover tonight, 53-45. Quick turnaround for the Generals tomorrow when they host Hurricane. And then some games next week, too. A home game with Capital coming up on Tuesday. And then uh, next Saturday, a trip to Chapmanville. So busy time for the Winfield Generals. Taylor Kennedy, student broadcaster of the Winfield Sports Network. Thanks so much for calling tonight. Thank you, guys. All right. And, uh, again, Cardinal Conference. Not very forgiving sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, if, if you're, you know, it can be hard to get your footing in there. In any sport. That, that is very true. And even, again, just like I mentioned, the Mid-Ohio Valley and, and single-A basketball, it's not that you necessarily have the one best team, but you have three, four, five very good, strong, competitive teams and very few easy wins along the way. We'll step aside, take a break. When we come back, we will talk with Dave Morrison, Super Dave Sports, Independent Herald, and anything else we can think of for Super Sports Day. Related. Yes, and uh, we'll talk. Uh, there's a lot to talk about out of Wyoming County. 
And we'll talk about the uh, proposed alignments for sectionals and regionals for the four-class system that begins next year in my high school basketball. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It is time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Join us online. Vote in our poll. You've got till 1145 tonight, and then we'll share the voting results with you. Last week, 74% of you voted schools in the uh, same section should be required to play each other in the regular season. This week's question, should the West Virginia legislature consider a bill that would protect sports officials like Bo Anderson? Give us a yes or no. Let us know what you think. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. you got till 11.45 tonight to vote. And, of course, we'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. This is Basketball Friday Night, West Virginia's high school basketball voice. We want you to follow us on Twitter. Big thank you to our latest Twitter followers. Just a few moments ago, Dale Griever and Andy Shiflett, along with uh, Tom Givens, Andy Keener, Gina Taylor, Janaya Fargo, Willis Graham, Ryan Groves, Darius Miles, Jeremiah Carpenter. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10.33 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. More than halfway through. Another fastest three hours in radio. Very quick hour and a half, I must say, too. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of guests, a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, we still got more. I, I like our pacing so mm-hmm. far, though. Our pace of play, I thought we got a little bit. Good, good pace uh, of play. Yeah, I thought we were going a little bit right. too fast last week. And this week, we've been able to not necessarily just slow it down, but yeah, like be quick but don't hurry. I feel like we're in, in the John Wooden mode of things. because right Bo now. Anderson's not here and he's not calling a bunch of fouls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got it. Yep, that's, that pretty much is what it boils down to. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot to talk about. And we're going to have to basically give this entire segment to talk with Dave Morrison because we have a whole lot to talk about. So joining us from SuperDaveSports.com and the Independent Herald. Sports journalist is the title. Sports connoisseur. (laughs) He is Dave Morrison, and he joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Dave, you get the regal horns to bring you in. But boy, do we have some stuff to talk about tonight. Guys, I just like to let that theme linger. 
And it's a major kudos for playing some ACDC on your comeback. That's hey. great. Yeah, the crew ups, which, uh, the, the crew behind the scenes, they do a phenomenal job of staying on top of things. Hey, they really do. You guys do a great job, too. And I, not really much to report in the region this week. Uh, <laughs> really slow. Uh, Nothing much going on. Quiet news week, right? Uh, All right, moving it's, on. Uh, it's been hopping. <laughs> exactly. It's been hopping in the West. I mean, my phone just exploded today with people wanting to know this and that. I mean, just a little bit of everything. I'll let you guys ask the questions. Uh, you know, kind of know what's happening, So, and I'll try to answer them the best I can. Well, let's start with tonight, and then we'll, we'll, we'll back it up, because this is, this is almost a full circle moment tonight. Westside defeats Oak Hill 53-51, and help me on the pronunciation, Evan Colucci? Calusi. Evan Calusi yeah, wins it at the right. buzzer for the Renegades. So, fantastic game and a, and a good win for Westside after it's been a, a little bit of a rough go the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, you, they got up, they were 5 and 2, I believe, and got up to uh, number 10 in the, in the uh, state and double, in the double AP double A poll. And uh, they were playing uh, pretty good basketball, and they kind of ran into a stretch where they just couldn't seem to make shots when they needed to. They were getting out-rebounded as they did against Shady Spring. And even tonight, the first three quarters, uh, I think at least the first two and a half, uh, they were totally outplayed by Oak Hill. I think Oak Hill was up by as many as 18 points at one time. So, John uh, Jenkins, the West Side coach, for the old Dave Barksdale trick where uh, you remember the Woodrow coach against Brook took his whole starting unit out and put in subs when they were down in the state tournament. Well, it worked the same way. Uh, John Jenkins takes his starters out, put in some JV guys, and uh, they kind of held the game where it was for a couple minutes, brought the starters back, and they were able to come back on defense, causing turnovers. And Oak Hill kind of hurt himself at the line. I, he, I think John Jenkins told Benitez Jackson after the game, you know, we, we you guys probably should have won that game. But it was a big win for Westside to stop that four-game losing streak they were on. So Westside gets the win. Evan Calusi has had a has had a difficult week. Um, yeah. Well, actually, that's his cousin Jace who, who Jace was, was the uh, one who was targeted, though, right? Right. Jace was the one that uh, they had the picture. Of course, everybody knows that story now. When they uh, went over to Wyoming East, there was some uh, there was a picture, and it had a stick man, and it had Jace's name on it, and he was hanging. So, and he was hanging from a noose, and uh, you know that's. It's not good, and uh, it, it's a bad look for the county and a, and a bad look for the people who did it. And, uh, you know, this has gotten national press now, and, and it probably should have. I don't, I, you know, I don't know how, how that happens in 2020, but it did. And, uh, you know, the kid, it's just a remarkable job by him to keep going out and playing. And he had some big threes tonight to kind of get the West Side back in the game. And, you know, I... I I know with this investigation, they've taken it out of the county now. And uh, I think Nicholas is supplying a state trooper who I think was in Wyoming County today, and they're investigating this, and you're trying to get to the bottom of it. And really, it could come to uh, it could come to a bad conclusion for someone. I just, and again, I just don't know how this that kind of thing happens in 2020, but I guess it does. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's... It's, it's hard to put into words. Yeah, it, really it is. It's sad. It and, really is. It, it I mean, really sad is. Sad is the best word. I, I, I don't know. And it, bad's really not even a, a word, a good enough, tough enough word to describe it. I mean, 
And I, I don't know how that how that happens that somebody can get in a visiting locker room before they get there and do that. And mm-hmm. it actually wasn't the only picture that was there. There was a picture, another lewd picture on the board uh, with another player's name from Westside on it. And uh, you know, not not a good look at all. It's just it's terrible. Uh, that and mars what is that mars to me what is um, one of the my favorite high school basketball rivalries between West Side and Wyoming East and all the history between the schools and the communities down there prior to the consolidations and, and but but this was this was so uncalled for and I mean uh, when those two teams get together you know it's always a, a a great atmosphere but that's that's so far down the uh, just down the proverbial path of we don't need to go, and it's so it's just it's just unbelievable. It gives, I mean, it gives the sport and and, and even West Virginia because this thing made national news. Yeah, it, a black eye. It's, it, 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 yeah. it's bad for the state, and, and unfortunately, guys, it, it, for some reason, there are just some people that feel em, emboldened these days to do those things, not understanding the the ignorance that it shows. And you know, you know, we've come a long way. You know, it's it's not a time to, to step back. And it's kind of ironic that all this stuff is going on here around Martin Luther King holiday. So, I mean, yeah, it's even more profound. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just it, ignorance is what it is. And, it, you know, I, like I said, it shouldn't happen. And uh, they really, that something needs to be cleaned up if that's the kind of thing that happens. I mean, really, and it is a, it, not only a black eye on Wyoming County, but as you said, the state, because I've seen the national news reports and it says, it always says West Virginia. Yes, it does. Yeah. West Virginia, student athlete, you know. So, I mean, uh, you know, whoever did it should be punished as much as they can punish the who were responsible. Absolutely. And, 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 I, and I hope they find them. And, yep, and, you know. Yep, absolutely. Sometimes, and, uh, sometimes high school pranks go a little bit too far. Yep, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that, that like you said, that goes beyond a prank. That's, uh, that's in the, the threat ca- category with the history behind uh, such images. And, and that's how, I think that's how, it's, that's how it's being investigated yes. as well. Yeah, as it should be. Yep. And Dave, uh, right. you know, not to get too deep because that, you know, this is a more important conversation, but uh, since that game, things haven't gone well on the floor for Wyoming East either. No, I, and, and the news came down last night that four players, three of those starters have uh, left the team, quit the team, and uh, as I said, I, if you if you, I was looking at the scorebook from the Oak Hill game with the Oak Hill score, uh, official score today, or scorebook keeper, and the, the first four names that were listed in the book were the first were the four that uh, quit. Between the, they lost the Oak Hill game. I think it was forty-two to forty-one. Um, a, a really good win for Oak Hill, by the way. But it, somewhere after that game, was the next day, four players, and as I said, three of them were starters: McQuaid, Canada, Jaden Lucaville. And also Chase York left the team. Um, I feel I could say their names because it has been reported, right? Um, as such, so and then another the six man Logan Miller. They all left the team, and, and there were some rumblings that more may end up quitting as well. So I mean, it's been a really really tough stretch, and yeah, I, I got to credit credit by I mean, East Coach Derek Brooks for playing a tough schedule. But uh, it looks like sometimes when you do that. You know, you can get lose a little confidence when you keep losing games, and uh, that may have happened in this in this situation. I'm not sure that a couple of these kids wanted to play basketball anyway, and I think 
kind of when uh, when the losing started, it just compounded things on the court, and uh, you know, and and since they they left the, the team, and you know, as I talked to Jerry Brooks today, and he said, you know, you, you know, I can't. There's not too much I can say. We're going to go on with the guys that we have, and you try to get better. And last night, in a loss to Liberty, Tanner Witten, a sophomore, at 31 points. So, I mean, they they've got some nice young talent on that team. I wouldn't count in this section. Somebody asked me to, if I could. Uh, seed the section if the season ended right now in section one, which is Westside, Wyoming, East Oak Hill, Independence, Liberty. I don't know that I can do it. I think Westside right now is the best team, and those other five, you could the other four, you could put in a hat and draw out the names, and I don't think you'd be wrong. And it's it's that close. And and Dave, when it and comes, really no nobody's surprised. I think Bluefield and Shady Spring probably would be favored to be the region three. Uh, participants uh, at the state tournament. Speaking of Region Three, and, and we don't have too much time to go too deep into this, but we can we can kind of scrape the surface here a little bit. Westside and Wyoming East won't even be in the same classification next year. Um, at this point, Westside will right. be a Triple A school, uh, Wyoming East will be Double A. So, looking at Region Three, the proposed um, regional and sectional alignments for basketball in the four class system. Um, in 4A, you would have Oak Hill, Princeton, Greenbrier East, and Woodrow Wilson would make up Section 2 of Region 3. Um, Section 1 would be Capital, George Washington, Riverside, and South Charleston. So just straight up and down the turnpike there, more or less. Uh, AAA, which would be a lot of the schools that are AA right now, and even a single A right now. Uh, Region 3, Section 1 would be Independence, Pikeview, Shady Spring, and Westside. And Section 2 would be Herbert Hoover, Midland Trail, Nicholas County, and Sissonville. And so that would be uh, some new blood into that particular region. Double A, which would be just a mess. There are only 24 basketball playing schools right now that stayed in Double A because of so many schools yeah. electing to play up. We'll talk way more about that later. But the ones as it would stand, there would only be six teams in Region 3, Double A. When we're talking Bluefield, Summers County, Wyoming East, Liberty Raleigh, Chapmanville, and Mingo Central. That's as tough of a yeah, sixteen as you're going to I mean, you know, I don't even know how you – I guess you play two and three and then one plays the winner of that game. I mean, that's – that part, that's really – Westside and Trail were supposed to be double A. So there's your four teams that they both opted to go up because they think they can get competitive balance in 3A would be better for them. And I'm not too sure that I agree with that because, of course, Chapmanville's in there, and you know they they've been what two time state champion. They've been three state uh, straight state championships. I mean, so they are a juggernaut. You got to you got to understand that Mingo Central very good as well. But uh, I would feel pretty good about being in that other section. Yeah, absolutely. And Trail being three A, Trail being three A blows my mind. I do remember when they were double A along with my school, Valley, uh, way back in the day in Fayette County. But, uh, you know, I, seeing Trail as a 318, <laughs> it just kind of it kind of blows your mind. And uh, yeah, I think that the people that are where they – I think that they're happy where they are now, especially Westside and Trail, since they got their wish to be able to go up to 3A instead of staying in 2A. But, you know, it stands to it, – we'll see if that works out for them. But uh, – I, I would be happy if I was in that uh, double-A section when one, you win one game, potentially, and you go to the state tournament or the regional. You win, you win two games and you're in the state tournament. Yeah, 
And then uh, in single A, we'll go through these real quickly. Uh, section one would, be, and these are just the boys. The girls, they do actually with these particular schools, uh, these all do uh, mirror each other because that's not the case in every right. instance. But uh, in in right. region three, uh, single A would be in section one: Greater Beckley Christian, James Monroe, Montcalm, Mount View, and Riverview. Section two would be Greenbrier West, Meadow Bridge, Richwood, and Webster County. So uh, there are some other schools that are kind of from uh, not right there in the heart of Region 3 who would now be Region 3 teams as well. So uh, yeah, that, that, that's how this is kind of uh, shaping up and definitely a, a lot of things to ponder over. And uh, that's up for public comment and not set in stone yet. But if there are any changes, they'll likely be very uh, minimal. So, um, but Dave, uh, I know. Now, yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot of changing. I don't think they'll change a lot. No, no. Dave Morrison, Super Dave Sports. We thank you so much for joining us, and again, a, a tough discussion tonight. And hopefully, next week we'll be back. We can talk about high school basketball and nothing but. Yeah, that that would be great. Hey guys, I appreciate it, and always nice talking to you. Have a great evening. All right, thanks you All too. Right, That's Dave Morrison, SuperDaveSports.com. No one covers Region Three like Dave Morrison. We're gonna step aside, take a break. When we come back. We will talk with our standout athlete of the week, Janaea Fargo from Musselman High School. We'll also have Morgan Sherwood calling in on that Hedgesville-Martinsburg game. She had the call today, and uh, we'll talk about that and much more when we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia scoreboard. You can watch our high-definition video stream by going to BasketballNight.com. All it takes is just one click to watch. Of course, we're on Facebook and Periscope, too. Big thank you to all of our radio affiliates out there carrying Basketball Friday Night. If your station's not carrying Basketball Friday Night, call them up. The show is free. Big thank you to 104.1 FM WVAXS and Romney for carrying Basketball Friday Night and 92.5 FM WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston. 105.5 FM WKQV, Cowan and Heard in Braxton County. On 106.9 FM, 91.5 FM, WRSG Middleburn, 102.3 FM, WMTD Hinton, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, WRNR Martinsburg, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Matewan, Williamson Belfry, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX in Wheeling, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY Moundsville, and 101.1 FM, WVWPLP in Wayne. We'll tell you about more stations at the top of the hour. Don't forget our poll question. You got till 1145 tonight to vote in that. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us tonight.
celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10.51 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We do celebrate this wonderful sport that we love so much. We also celebrate the coaches, the fans, and the students, student-athletes who play it. And one of our favorite segments of the week is our Standout Athlete of the Week. Joining us is this week's Standout Athlete of the Week, a senior guard from Musselman High School. She has her team with a 9-4 and record. They have never made the state tournament in, in girls' high school basketball. But this is a ball club that at least has a chance to get to Charleston play on the big floor at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center or whatever it's called today. <laughs> and we're looking forward to that and maybe seeing uh, this ball club there as well. Her name is Janaea Fargo. She joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Janaea, first off, congratulations on being our Standout Athlete of the Week. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me. All right, Janaea, you are uh, already committed to Charleston Southern University. Tell me a little bit about what went into that decision. Well, since I was younger, I've always had a dream of playing college basketball in the Carolinas. And um, the recruiting coach, Coach Childers, has been in contact with me for a few, has been in contact with me for a few years. So his loyalty and after I went on the visit, I just knew it felt like home. The coaches were so welcoming. I was able to watch a practice, and it just felt like I would be comfortable there and that I would fit in with everybody. Yeah, Janae, i, I got to say, uh, you could pick worse places to go play college basketball. Charleston, South Carolina is one of the most livable cities in America, so congratulations on just you know spending a few years down there. Thank you so much. I've heard all good things, so I'm so excited, and the weather is something I'm definitely look, looking forward to. We hear you're uh, kind of a perfectionist. Yes, Describe I am. That. <laughs> so it it can be hard at times, but for me, my perfectionism, I just want to do my best at everything I do, um, whether it's on the court or whether it's off the court, you know, in a friendship, in anything I do. I just want to do it at my fullest potential. And your ball club, that, that school has never made it to the state tournament. And you've got a team that has a chance this year. Uh, is there some excitement building? How do you kind of maybe stay in the moment? You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself because you still got a few games left. So I do have to correct you. We're actually 10-4. Okay. We, um, we had a rough patch uh, about a couple games ago, but we had a big win last night, and I just felt like, my team played together again in that we, we last night opened our eyes to how good our team can be. So I think that momentum will push into the next, um, I think, seven games we have left to hopefully lead us up to um, Charleston for the state tournament. Your, your nominator for, uh, for our Athlete of the Week uh, told us that probably one of your best characteristics on the basketball floor is that you just outwork everyone. And I know that's what – caught the attention of college coaches they love scrappers and guy and, and folks who work on the court and uh obviously that, that's kind of your your mo yes i want to in practice i try 
to always be, you know, come first in the line, uh, come first in a sprint, a suicide, the laps. I just want to work hard and get get better every day because I feel like if I get better every day, then that pushes my team to get better every day. And, you know, that gets us to our goal at the end of the year. Current temperature right now in South Carolina, in Charleston, South Carolina, is 63 degrees. The current temperature in Inwood, West oh, Virginia, is a rainy 45. So I, I think, uh, good decision. yeah, good decision, absolutely. Uh, I love it. My uh, one of my college coaches actually texted me um, a couple weeks ago and said, "I walked outside and I'm freezing. It's 45 degrees here." I said, "Well, I walked outside this morning. It was 29." So. I have- <laughs> Hey, 45 in West Virginia this time of year is almost short sleeve weather. <laughs> the way things go around Almost. Here. Almost. Hey, uh, Janae, we're definitely following your ball club. And sorry about not getting that win in against uh, Spring Mills that you had yesterday. So add that to the win total as well. A game coming up with Washington uh, next week. And then uh, also a game one week from tonight at Wheeling Park. A good test to see where you are. And uh, certainly uh, wish you and your teammates the very best. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're very excited to play Wheeling Park, and I heard they're huge competition, very high rank. So hopefully it'll give us the opportunity to see where we're placed at. There you go. That's Janaea Fargo, our standout athlete of the week from Musselman High School. And, again, guys, we got that one right. And, and, and not only that, you see what a perfectionist she is. She corrected you and, 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 about, and, about the record. I need all the help <laughs> I can get. Well, and, uh, and, and, and I will say this. She, she's going to the Charleston Southern and going to Charleston, South Carolina. I hope she likes seafood because there's a lot of seafood to enjoy down and there. And Charleston's an absolutely beautiful city. I love beautiful. the old houses. Yes. And the, and the architect there. It's yeah. just phenomenal. And you don't have to travel that far to play the Citadel. I mean, it's like down the street. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's all, all a good time down there in Charleston, South Carolina. We certainly wish uh, Janae all the best. And, and, hey, it'd be nice for Musselman to make his first state girls basketball tournament Absolutely. this year. That'd be a, a good way to go out for her high school career. Two hours in the books. When we come back in hour three, we will have Morgan Sherwood. She was at the Hedgesville-Martinsburg game tonight. We'll get a report on that, and we'll get you another scoreboard update. Two hours in the books, one hour to go of the fastest three hours in radio. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. A shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers just following us just a few moments ago. Beth and Jeremy, Jack Sable, and Kim Davis-Smith, and Kyle Lavasseur. Thank you for following us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Many places that you can listen to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, throughout the Mountain State, or on great radio stations. Find them on our affiliate page. Go to basketballnight.com. Find a station nearest you. We're on 92.3 FM, WYRC and Spencer. 103.7 FM, WQWV and Fisher. 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. 106.7 FM, WHFI, Linside. 93.9 FM, WRRR, St. Mary's. 104.5 FM, WASPLP in Huntington. 1290 AM, 101.9 FM, WVOW in Logan. 
107.101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM, WQAZ, Edmond, Beckley, 90.7 FM, WFGH, Fort Gay, 950 AM, WBES in Charleston, and The Cutting Edge, Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. You can watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to BasketballNight.com. Just click to watch on Facebook Live. You can find us on Facebook.com forward slash Hoops Roundup forward slash Hoops Roundup. On Periscope, of course, Twitter.com forward slash Hoops underscore Roundup. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Looking to take some classes but not sure you can make it to campus? Marshall offers a wide variety of online classes that fit your needs. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline and register today. Marshall offers more than 200 online courses, and undergraduate and graduate majors offered exclusively online. Are you waiting for the perfect time to get your degree? Now's the time. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline, where you'll find that Marshall is the right fit for you. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. 11.01, one hour to go on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for this January 24th, 2020. We'll get you a full scoreboard update in just a couple of moments. Um, but first, a big game tonight in, in boys' high school basketball up in West Virginia's Eastern Panhandle. And uh, it was a game that kind of that lived up to the billing. It was Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Martinsburg gets the win 71-61. Big matchup, though of Class AAA Region 2 Section 1 teams, both with uh, with eyes on not just making the state tournament, but winning it this year. I think AAA, you know, you look at it, and there, there's about six or seven teams at this point, it appears, could legitimately win it. Those are two of them. Morgan Sherwood is a student at Hedgesville High School. It's a tough loss for the Eagles, just their second loss of the season. But Morgan, a great ball game tonight, and Martinsburg was just a little bit better at the end. Yeah, it's actually, I'm sorry, it's our third loss. We oh. lost two times when we were <laughs> down in Charleston, South Carolina over a break. Um, but it was a really good game, good competition. Martinsburg and Hedgesville have always like our biggest competition in our area. So 11-3 and three now on the season after that loss uh, tonight. But, you know, you talk about how much this game means, too, with, with sectional seeding purposes. Uh, that was a big game tonight. And Martinsburg, I mean, I know you're a Hedgesville student, but Martinsburg is playing really well. They just uh, went to Morgantown and beat the Mohegans by double figures and come back and get that win. That's that's a pretty good team that's playing really well at the moment. Yeah, they have some really good players, and um, their coach is really good. And, and tell me a little bit about how Hedgesville bounces back from this. You look at the schedule, and 
one week from tonight, a home game with Jefferson. So um, kind of a little bit of time to kind of stew on this game, I guess, for the, uh, for the Eagles. Yeah, I know that they're definitely going to be working hard in practice about what to plan for Jefferson later on in the season. But I think we'll be a, it'll be a good game Friday, next Friday as well. Yeah, Evan Hosby with 23 points uh, tonight in the loss. And uh, from my understanding, that game basically came down to foul shooting at the end, and Martinsburg made just about all of them to be able to pull away down the stretch from what was a very nip-and-tuck basketball game. And... Uh, Morgan, those two teams are probably the best two in, uh, in Region 2, Section 1. And any time that those two get together and play, it's a big deal. Um, there have been some problems in the past. I haven't heard of any tonight. Was tonight pretty much uh, a rivalry game that went off without a hitch? Yeah, it's just the classic um, banter back and forth the whole week of trash talking. But at the end of the day, they're all still friends. So Good deal. Morgan Sherwood, Hedgesville High School. Uh, thanks so much for calling and look forward to speaking with you again. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right. And uh, always a good time to talk with Morgan there. And um, uh, we got a resident referee, Bo Anderson, on hold. <laughs> but again, so today we've had student broadcaster from Winfield, student broadcaster from Hedgesville. We've had uh, Stale Athlete of the Week from Musselman. We've had um, a recent grad who was a student broadcaster. This time a year ago, Taryn Malone from New Martinsville is at WVU. Winfield? I, I got Winfield, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that these people speak a whole lot better than what I did when I was that age. We'd love to see more of them around the state. Really? Yeah. And uh, we, we, we will do our best to find you as well. <laughs> Make you part of our basketball night family. We'll talk with our resident referee, Bo Anderson. In just a moment. Oh, it's but way first, too early. <laughs> yeah, he's only been on hold for four minutes, so let's do a nice, easygoing, extended scoreboard here real fast. <laughs> so, uh, that way Bo can kind of get, get prepared, because if we took him directly to air, I'm not sure he'd be ready. You know? I mean, it's like it, he's got to go through his pregame routine. So uh, we'll, we'll get to our resident referee in just a moment. But first, it's time for a check on the basketballnight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit basketballnight.com. You know what, gentlemen? I'll do the girls' scores this time around, and then we'll turn it over to Bill for the boys' scores. That's how we'll do it this time. Good deal. Girls' scores tonight. Huntington St. Joe is still undefeated. The Irish, 16-0. They beat Incarnate Word from Missouri tonight, 74-67. It was Tucker County, a 64-41 winner over Bishop Walsh, Maryland. Richwood defeats Montcalm tonight, 41 the 38. It was Union 30, Pendleton County 21. The Tigers are 7 and 4 on the season. Good for them. Buffalo defeats Calvary Baptist tonight, 41-27. Charleston Catholic defeats Wheeling Central. Final score 54-47. The Irish get the win over the Maroon Knights in girls basketball tonight. Also in girls basketball, the Gilmer County Lady Titans are 11 and 3. Under coach Amy Chapman, she will be an assistant coach in the McDonald's All-American game in the Toyota Center in Houston a little bit later on as Gilmer County defeats Lake County tonight 72-41. to Petersburg is 14-2. The Vikings defeat Phillip Barber 68-53. It was Trinity Christian, a 51-37 winner over Notre Dame. Also tonight, by the way, Trinity Christian is starting to play some pretty good basketball. A little bit of a slow start, but playing pretty well. Also tonight in girls basketball, 
It was Woodrow Wilson handing Cabell Midland its first loss of the season. And when I say first loss of the season for Cabell Midland basketball, I mean boys or girls. Boys or girls. Yeah, and uh, the girls tonight from Cabell Midland fall at home to Woodrow Wilson, 58-51, the final. Also tonight, Calhoun County defeats Webster County, 59-47. It was Greenbrier East picking up a 65-57 win over the Patriots of Parkersburg South. Head coach Governor Jim Justice is going to be happy with that win tonight. His team is 11-1. Huntington is 9-5. The Highlanders defeat Willing Park tonight, 64-55. Willing Park, just their second loss of the year, 14-2. Willing Park was ranked number one in the Associated Press AAA Girls Poll coming into that game. They fall tonight, so number one and number two fall in girls' high school basketball. Both in Cabell County. Yeah, how about that, yeah. One to a Cabell County school, one a Cabell County school. Yeah. Both come up short tonight. Also, it was Southern Garrett, Maryland, picking up a 48-28 win over Kaiser. Lincoln County, Carly McComas goes over 1,000 points for her career as the Panthers defeat the Sherman Tide tonight, 70-53. to It was South Charleston, 48, Capital, 41. St. Albans defeats Riverside, 48-27. University picks up a 59-48 win over Morgantown. And Williamstown with Coach Fred Sorrow, who will be the head coach in the McDonald's All American Girls Basketball Game at the Toyota Center in Houston. They defeat Moorfield tonight, 58 49. Moorfield will play St. Mary's tomorrow, a two for one trip for the Yellow Jackets of Moorfield as they travel across the state. Joe, I said Bill would have the girls' scores or boys' scores. I lied. I'm giving them to you. You got the boys' scores. <laughs> All right, here we go. It was Weir picking up a win tonight over Indian Creek, Ohio, 58-44. The Cameron Dragons fall to Valley Wetzel, 67-47. It was Braxton County over neighboring Nicholas County, 57-49. Elkins picks up a win over the Bees of East Fairmont, 53-47. Shady Springs, the Tigers, go to 12-0 on the season with a win over Independence, 78-63. Jefferson, the Cougars, pick up a win over Washington. The Patriots fall tonight, 70-63. It was Fairmont, the senior polar bears, pick up a win over the Lincoln Cougars tonight, 45-38. Wheeling Central goes to 11-4 on the season with a win, I'm sorry, with a loss tonight uh, to Lindsley, 66-61. Hedgesville falls to Martinsburg, 71-61. Teddy Marshall led uh, Martinsburg in that game with 22 points. Evan Hornsby led the Eagles with 23. Was Pocahontas picking up a win over Midland Trail tonight, 47-44. Wheeling Park, the Patriots, fall to Morgantown tonight, 59-45. Musselman, the Appleman, pick up a win over Spring Mills, 58-50. Pendleton County picks up a big win over the Petersburg Vikings, 62-29. Bridgeport goes to 10-3 on the season with a win over Phillip Barber, 64-35. Bluefield, the Beavers, they go to 9-3 on the season with a win over Pikeview, 88 55. Ripley winners tonight over Nitro 60 to 56. Roan County picks up a win over Ravenswood 46-29. It was Robert C. Bird going to 9-2 on the season with a win over Buck Cannon Upshur 57-46. 
John John Hamilton poured in 43 points for the Scott Scouts tonight as they pick up a win over Wayne, 97-58. Polka, the Dots pick up a win over Sissonville, 55-31. St. Clairsville, Ohio knocks off John Marshall, 61-54. It was Liberty Raleigh picks up a win tonight over Summers County, 51-34. Webster County, the Highlanders go to 9-4 with a win over... Uh, Clay County, 78-69. Clay County drops to 9-3 on the season. Oak Hill in a squeaker in overtime. Westside picks up the win over uh, Oak Hill, 53-51. Westside's Evan Kalushi wins on a shot at the buzzer. Winfield, the Generals pick up a win tonight over Herbert Hoover, 53-45. Wirt County... The Tigers pick up a win over Tyler Consolidated, 63-40. Ritchie County over East Hardy, 60-54. Greenbrier West, the Cavaliers remain undefeated at 10-0. Pick up a win over South Harrison, 66-44. Clay Battelle, the CBs, winners tonight over the Buffalo Bisons, 76-67. The 100 Hornets pick up a big win tonight over Metabridge, 49-37. And the Harmon Panthers, winners tonight over Peyton Six is Peyton City, 68-40. And that's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. And by the way, uh, we're sending the bat signal out to our buddy Rick Marone, head coach of the Lady Rebels of Tulsa. We need your score, coach. They, they, they Tulsa played uh, Cross Lanes Christian tonight. So. Isn't it ironic? And I have to kind of laugh a little bit. That, and we need the boys' score as well from Tulsa. Yeah, yes, because we we almost have all the scores. I mean, yeah. we, we're we're very close to a, to a full on night. And um, you know, we should have talked to, when we had hundreds boys' coach. We should have got their uh, girls' score. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe somebody <laughs> in the back can maybe send him a text and see if we can get it. That'd be that'd be good. Hint, hint. Yeah, we're just we're all doing our best here. We know that. And uh, but uh, you know the ironic part is it's it's sometimes like we don't get Coach Marone scores very easily, and then we don't get Wayne's boys scores all that easily sometimes when Wayne plays at home. And I mean, my dad's the scorekeeper. <laughs> I mean, come on, Dad. <laughs> I don't want to bother him though. He's not. He's just, he's just enjoying the game, and like most people at a basketball game, you know who won. You know how the game went. You might not know the exact score. Yeah. So that that's definitely. Some, you know, you, some people don't pay attention to the actual score. You know, I, I do a lot of PA games, and I get wrapped up in the game, and, and I'll get home, and I'll forget to. Put the score out there, you know. I, so I have to write, write it down. down. Then yes. I, yeah, I do. T- oh, absolutely. Then I have to go back and dig into my notes and go from there to kind of share the score with everybody. <laughs> it's, it, it's always a lot of fun. And uh, you know, we're about to a break, so uh, we'll we'll take step aside, take a break. When we come back, we will have our resident referee, Bo Bow Anderson. Time. Yep, it's the only bow time still in business in this part <laughs> of the area. We'll be back with more basketball Friday night. In West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. 
Sports journalism in Marshall is serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately and artfully, tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Don't forget to join us online. Vote in this week's poll. You got till 1145 tonight, so not much longer. Last week, 74% of you voted schools in the same section should be required to play each other in the regular season. This week, should the West Virginia legislature consider a bill that would protect sports officials like Bo Anderson? Give us a yes or no tonight, and of course, we'll share the results with you and Bo Anderson. Go to basketballnight.com, vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. Got to 11.45 tonight. Basketball Friday night. West Virginia High School Basketball Voice. And we've got some more folks to thank for joining us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup, including Mark D., Chastity Morgan, JoJo Davis, Alan Fiddler, Shelley, Lori Kenny, Danny Fry, Devin Ken, Kaylee Siebert, Charlie Britt, Grant Burton, Chase Hatcher, Megan Mater, and FCA Prep Showcase. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Asking you shall receive. We put out the call for a couple of girls' scores. Bat signal worked. And we, we got them before the break ended. <laughs> I don't think the bat light would work tonight with the, the fog. No, it, it, it would, it, it'd be all diffused. <laughs> yeah, it would only make it, it up. This bright yeah, area. It, would, it wouldn't go high enough to be seen anywhere. But we now have every girls' score of uh, games involving West Virginia yeah. teams tonight because we found out that Tulsa defeated Cross Lanes Christian 45-28. We did not get that score from Coach Rick Marone. We also got the other score, 100 defeats Mapletown, Pennsylvania tonight in girls' basketball, 42-28. So we got both those scores from our good buddy Ed Forshee, who is a, a listener and, and viewer of the show. And uh, he, does, he does great work oh, with, absolutely. Uh, with every you – know, with football – and, and basketball um, and, and helps out with uh, WVTelgateCentral.com. He does a fantastic job with them. Absolutely. And, um, He's all over high school sports. Yes, he is. And, and, and always, you know, we always like talking with Ed because uh, here's, here's what our good buddy, our resident referee, Bo Anderson, doesn't always understand. Uh, Ed's son is a referee. So, um, you know, when there's a rules question that comes up, you know, there's a chance I could get it confirmed. But if you'll recall last week, Bo left us with a cliffhanger of a game that was tied at the end of regulation, and they throw up the jump ball for overtime, and the overtime begins, and then the book realizes that somebody should have shot one and one during regulation. <laughs> so what happens? Resident referee Bo Anderson joins us on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. There we go. Like I said, the only bow time that's still in business in the Huntington area is Bo Anderson. We don't have a Bojangles anymore. 
Lost both of them last year. But anyway, even the one in Charles. Don't even have a Bo Winkles anymore. Uh, you know, no. They had good hot dogs back they did. They did. Yeah. They did. I'm not old enough to remember that, but I do. Bo Hannerson now with us here on Basketball <laughs> Friday Night in West Virginia. And uh, Bo, uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you would go back and shoot the free throws and you would still play the overtime period, correct? Well, partially. <laughs> that's, that, that sums up my night right Strike there. Strike three, right? That's around. three, yep. But before I give my answer, uh, you know, Ryan, you're always in hot water about putting me on hold. And I thought I set the standards a little bit higher with Joe Lennon, but then he makes a comment, well, he's on there on hold for four minutes. We need to put him on there longer. <laughs> and then after that, Fred Damon says, I need protection. So I, I tell you what, this has been a rough night for me already. <laughs> I think you need to impose a technical on Joe. Uh-oh. Billy, you're the only one to say so far, so you just hang in there. <laughs> oh, I try. I try. <laughs> uh, the answer to the question is, and let me, you know, let me rephrase the question like I had it. Uh, we had a, a, a foul, and A1 got fouled. Uh, the bookkeepers didn't tell them it was one and one. So A1 takes the ball out of bounds, throws it in. A shoots a shot. It misses. They go to overtime. Throw the jump ball up for the overtime. And then they realize A1 that got fouled should have shot the one and one. Well, first part, once you start overtime, no matter what happens, you got to continue overtime. So that's the first part. Ryan got that right. Party didn't get right is correctable error. In order to have that error corrected, what we had was we had the foul, A1 button shoot, they take it out, so when they take it out of bounds, that's a live ball. They throw it in, the clock started, then the shot missed, the horn went off, now we have a dead ball. If they would have caught it then, then they could shoot the one on one to decide whether it goes in overtime or not. But they didn't catch it. So you, once you throw the jump off, once the ball leaves the official's hand, that ball is now alive again, which would make the correctable error too late. So they would not shoot their one-on-one either. If it had not been tossed and they saw that there was a one-on-one, then you would have put that player on the line to shoot one-on-one to decide whether you go into overtime or not. Well, there you go. We got the answer. Yeah, so I went one for two there, which just makes three mistakes I've made there in the last, like, two segments. And so, so, uh, so that, that's interesting. Uh, so, interesting. Yeah. it's interesting that you, you, you throw the ball up, and that just pretty much negates everything that went before. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, because you're still going to play now. Now, the only way you could have you could have had that to where you could have shot the shots in overtime is if a player got fouled and the horn went off simultaneously and they called the foul and they said there was no one of one, okay, so then your live ball, when you throw the jump ball up, clock starts when one of the jumpers legally touches it, then you could play a minute or two and then still have a dead ball and have a correctable error and shoot that foul shot that you didn't shoot to end the, the fourth quarter. So it, it, can, it could be a possibility of having a correction. It's just a matter of correct errors on free throws have to be live ball, clock started, 
dead ball, get it then. Of course, you really got to understand the live ball, dead ball, a little bit more than I can explain totally. But uh, that that's the scenario whenever you would have the correction. And if you do it after that, it's too late. Hey, Bo. Let's switch gears here a little yes, bit. Got 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 a couple situations to throw at you. First of all, uh, this is in a girls' game. Seems like the the officials let the girls bump on each other a little more, maybe than the boys do. But anyway, uh, the uh, the players bring the ball down the floor, and the, the defensive player, you know, they they bump a couple times. They get pinned over to the side, and the the offensive player actually gets bumped out of bounds. Uh, should there be a foul? Well, I mean, you know, again, Joe, every play is different. Every angle is different. And, you know, I mean, if there is deemed a foul there, it needs to be called. If there's if there's minimal contact, it's defense, offense into each other. There may be nothing. Um, on, the, on the comment, Joe, mentioning girls and boys, you know, I don't referee the game any differently, and neither should any of the other officials. I don't think they do. I think it's the game that's being played. I've had rough boys games. I've had rough girls games. I've had easy boys games. I've had easy girls games. It's really a matter of how that particular game, whether it be boys or girls, is played that night. And, you know, you got to decide, you know, is it advantage, disadvantage? Is it a foul? Did it affect the play? Did it affect the player? And, and, it, and it's not easy. Um, Sometimes and and not, it's not a girls versus boys thing. I call it a basketball game because you know they both got the same rules, and the only difference is is the ball smaller, and that's the only rules difference. Period in girls and boys, it's just a matter of how that particular game's being played. Anybody that asks me how I'm going to call that game tonight, I'm going to tell them I'm going to call it the way it's played. Yeah, yeah it's rough, and we got a lot of fouls, and we got to blow the whistle, and stop the game a lot. If it's easy, then I'm going to look good because we don't have to worry about blowing a whole bunch of whistles. And it could be, you know, the officiating crew. I've seen some crews let them be a little rougher than others. So, you know, you get that from time well, to time as well. Well, you know, it, it, again, it becomes a judgment thing. You know, what? You know, when I'm, you know, and of course I don't comment about other officials that are working games that I'm watching. Uh, now, yes, granted, um, a lot of officials have respect that they'll ask me questions about, you know, what I think or whatever, and I'll give them feedback of what I felt. But, you know, it, it, again, it, it's, you know, not every fish is the same, uh, and not all judgment is the same. I mean, you know, that's it's just one of those things where it depends. You know, if, if you have me in a game and I've called a foul, and then I'm calling another foul for the same things, and you probably better stop doing whatever you're doing because tonight that's a foul. Uh, maybe somebody doesn't deem it a foul. I mean, just like the fans versus the officials. Some people think they got fouled. Some people don't. Um, you know, it's, it's the same way when you're officiating. Not all officials are the same. And, uh, you know, it's that, I mean, that's just the facts of, you know, human nature. You know, whether it be a college official or NBA official or a high school official, uh, whatever it may be, you know, not everybody's going to be the same. I've been to hundreds of games uh, into high school basketball over the over the years, and I saw something in a girls' game earlier this week that I have never seen before. One of the players actually spit on the floor and then rubbed her shoe in it. Is any violation there? 
Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, that happens sometimes. Uh, you know, not really, as long as we're not spitting on someone. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, we talked about the case uh, of it being amazing that more people are not sick because people do things like that, or they do it and then they lick their hands and lick their shoes, and now they're handling the basketball along with nine other players on the court and three officials on the court. And there's probably a wonder that there's not more people sick than what they are. Uh, but, you know, that uh, obviously, uh, you know, there, there's nothing really any ratification for that. I would, you know, uh, I, I rarely see that, but it has happened, I'm sure, more times than you want to discuss. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them go to the garbage can or wherever off the floor, but on the floor, I mean, I, I know my mouth flew open, and the and the scorekeeper looked over at me, and she said, did I see what I, just I think saw. I saw? Yeah, and I said, yeah, you did. So. Yeah, usually, you know, most generally, a lot of the places have those uh, uh, mats. It's got right. the tracks that gets the dirt off your shoes and things like that. Uh, most time when you're doing the, the foot movements, it's get sweat up off the floor. Uh, where everybody's out there doing a little dance to, to get the sweat up. But, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, I probably would maybe try to refrain from asking that player if they would, uh, uh, maybe like, uh, go to the sidelines or, you know, do it someplace else. I would probably, ha- you know, have to say something with, with that incident just on account of, uh, you know, being, uh, sanitary about it. Um, I did have a game once, uh, a long time ago, uh, where we were counting down. I hope you guys haven't ate yet, by the way. Uh, where we were counting down <laughs> you know. the last few seconds for the half, and uh, a kid threw a pass to another kid three-quarters court, and right when the kid got ready to catch the pass, uh, he threw up all over the court, and the ball hit him in the shoulder and went up there, and the horn went off, and I was on the other side of the court, fortunately, and the only comment I had was whenever it all got done, the coach went. The player went down to tell the coach that he was sick and started doing it again. The coach shoved him back out on the court, and he ran to the garbage can. And the only thing I had to say was, "All I'm going to say is, all this mess has got to be cleaned up before I come back." You know, <laughs> 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 there, there, there you go, Res, referee Bo Anderson. And before we let you go, I do want to say real fast our poll question last week, which we'll talk about more in a moment was uh should west virginia officials be receive you know legislative protection uh such as being done in kentucky good friend uh, justin dempsey who i served as a senate page with one day in high school when we were in school see joe it all comes back together right <laughs> it's a small world. And i've known him forever he's now the uh coach at beckley prep and uh he coached mountain mission and uh you know he coached a cheap way last year you know Pretty good player for WVU. Anyway, um, he let me know that House Bill 2268 from March of 1993 put a separate misdemeanor criminal offense of assault or battery on an athletic official in the state of West Virginia. So there you go. We are 27 years ahead of Kentucky. Absolutely. And uh, I tell you what, that was, and I'll tell you this, Ryan, you guys don't know this. And I'm not going to mention spots or whatever. And it was not during a regular season game, but actually during a uh, an AAU uh, game that I went to do. Um, I had a coach from that team 
that was the visiting team uh, didn't like the call I made and uh, then in a little bit he didn't like another one and uh, he proceeded to uh, now fortunately nobody got hurt him nor me but he proceeded to grab me by the neck and take me from the foul line all the way to the wall at that gym uh, I just had my hands out I wasn't going to let the individual hurt me and I wasn't going to obviously take a shot at him and then a bunch of people got him off and uh, he got in trouble uh, that that was part of the start of that believe it or not Ryan see it all ties in together now I hate that that happened to you but there's a bit of irony that that all came together as such yeah wow, that's absolutely a- and you know and I encourage uh, you know, uh, being one of the two teachers of our class, I encourage our class not to let something like that run you off. I mean, that was that, was that long ago. You know, that's been so long ago. And I still use an example. I would always tell people in the class, and I'll tell anybody, if it happened to me, it can happen to you. And, uh, you, know, it, you know, it's an unfortunate thing. I didn't want it to happen. And certainly I wasn't wanting anything to happen as far as my abilities go. Also do anything to him uh, and unfortunately there was enough people that got him away and uh then we got um, you know we got it taken care of he did have to do, do a little fine and and we had to do a little court thing there but uh you know it's it's one of those things where you know we got to get that stuff out of the game it's it's got to become it's got to be where the sportsmanship comes first and and everybody needs to realize it Yes, we take the basketball game seriously, but it is just a game. Nobody is forcing anybody to play basketball, to coach basketball, to officiate basketball, and and we got to we got to get that point across throughout, you know, not just West Virginia but throughout the country that you know these things have got to stop. Just like the thing that happened in the college game the other night, mm-hmm. there's no place for that stuff. It's got to stop. I mean, it's got to be done, and we got to go back to this being. A good team game uh, where kids are learning from it. They're learning life lessons as well, but without all the extras. Absolutely. Bo Anderson, our resident referee. Thanks so much, Bo. Look forward to talking to you again next week. All right, Ron. Hey, if I got two seconds, Ron, I got a quick oh. play for you. All right. Time's throw up. Jump ball, throw, the jump, throw the jump ball up. A1. Taps the ball, it hits the referee in the shoulder, goes up in the air, and A1 grabs it. What do you have? Handle the situation. I'll let you know next week if you're right. All right, I like it. Another cliffhanger from our resident referee, Bo Anderson. So we'll 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 dive into that one a little bit later on. Uh, I think you're. I think the player's allowed to do it because it's touched. Even though the official is like an extension of the court and et cetera, et cetera, they're inbounds. But I don't know. I'm probably wrong. I've been wrong a lot tonight. <laughs> anyway, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, Mike Goddard, WRLB in Lewisburg, at the front half of the uh, back-to-back home and home with Greenbrier West and South Harrison. For the West Virginia Hometown Invitational Tournament. We'll talk about that and much more. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia rolls on here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Big thank you to all the radio stations 
throughout the Mountain State carrying basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And if your station, your local station, is not carrying basketball Friday night, call them up. Tell them there's a show they should carry. Big thank you to 88.1 FM WMUL Huntington, 9.50 AM WES Charleston, 90.7 FM WFGH Fort Gay, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM WQAZ Edmund Beckley, 101.7 FM WIAPLP Clay, 1290 AM, 101.9 FM WVOW N Logan, 104.5 FM WASPLP Huntington, 93.9 FM WRRR St. Mary's, 106.7 FM WHFI Linside, 92.5 FM WTHMLP Ravenswood Ripley, 103.7 FM WQWBN Fisher, 92.3 FM WYRC and Spencer, 101.1 FM WVWPLP Wayne, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM WVLY Moundsville. 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX in Wheeling. They're all part of the family of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Lots of places to watch and listen. Visit our website, basketballnight.com. We want you to become part of the West Virginia Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Join us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. And a big shout-out to our latest follower on Twitter, Mr. Shaver. Thank you for joining us and being part of the family here at Basketball Friday Night. School basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It's 11.36 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We only got about 22, 23 minutes to go. Yes, I can count, but we end before midnight. But anyway, um, <laughs> nonetheless, I know it's been a long night from that standpoint, but it's still the fastest three hours in radio. We're just flying right along. Uh, we will get our poll question a little bit later on. I don't think we'll have our power ratings tonight, but Marcus does surprise me sometimes. Marcus is a little bit under the weather tonight, not They'll with us. They'll be out, I think, in the morning. Yeah, and so, Marcus, take care of yourself. Yeah. Like We'll get the power ratings when you're ready. Like It's not that important <laughs> to like you know put yourself through it. And Mark, we know Marcus had to be feeling There's People bad sitting there waiting here. on him to come out. I know, here. right? Did we move up? Did we move up? That's always what everybody wants to know. And, uh, you know, before we talk with uh, Mike Goddard at WRLB, I want to put a quick score um, you know, out here real fast, and we'll try to do another full scoreboard before we're done. But boys basketball, Tulsa defeats Cross Lanes tonight. Uh, Cross Lanes Christian, 75-58. So um, we need three boys scores. And I, one of the games I'm not sure was even played. I'll explain that. Liberty Harrison, North Marion. We need that. We also need Mount View and Riverview. And the game I'm not sure if it was played, Preston and Grafton. And the reason I'm not sure if that was played was because Grafton's girls game, they were supposed to host Frankfurt tonight, but that game was postponed because of illness. And I don't know if that's just specifically to the Grafton girls team or if that's just the general school and area having, a, you know, having to battle the flu. And so that game may have been postponed. I'm not sure. But those are the only three games we don't have scores for. We have all the girls' scores tonight. Uh, correction, there's one more boy score. Tucker County and Bishop Walsh, Maryland. 
uh, we need that score tonight as well. So those are the scores that we are looking for. Uh, tonight in the Hometown Invitational, Greenbrier West remains undefeated, beating South Harrison 66-44. to was the final in that one. Mike Goddard, WRLB in Lewisburg, had the call of that one. He joins us now here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And uh, Mike Greenbrier West continuing to do what it has done for the better part of the last two and a half years now. Win. Win. <laughs> well, that's that's what uh, we aim to do on uh, Friday nights or any other night in Charm Co. And uh, another nice effort tonight by our kids. Uh, you know, this is the 10th year for the uh, West Virginia Hometown Invitational Tournament, and uh, we were fortunate enough to win it last year. Um, South Harrison's a team that we ran into for our, yeah, four out of the last five seasons, and uh, Coach uh, Tom Sears always has a, a, a nice squad. Um, I think they play a physical style of basketball, and um, this year, our basketball team is uh, very well suited to that kind of a, a game where a, a stifling pressure-type defense, and uh, I think that made the difference for us tonight. Uh, two teams came out kind of even to start with, and uh, our only senior member, Chase Hagee, uh, scored eight points in the opening quarter. We, we were leading South Harrison 16-10 to 10 at the end of the first quarter, and uh, Coach Robertson started mixing up his uh, pressure defense, um, different presses, and um, we were able to turn South Harrison over quite a few times there in the backcourt and outscored the Hawks 20-8 to in the uh, second quarter. So we're up 36-18 to at the half. Uh, it was a pretty even third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, uh, able to pull away just a little bit. Uh, 66-44 win is pretty nice for our team. Caden Pax, the kid that I talk about with you guys every week, he's averaging 19.5 points on the season. He had 19 points tonight. We had three other players uh, in double figures, and that's been a recurring theme when I talk to you guys too. I feel like we're a pretty good basketball team when we can put four kids in double figures pretty much every game. We had kind of gotten into a little bit of a better groove here with our schedule. We were a little bit better than having one game a week. We were scheduled to play James Monroe next Tuesday, and uh, they needed to change their schedule so they could participate in the Big Atlantic Classic. So that gives us that home-and-home with South Harrison in the, in the West Virginia Hit Tournament. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. I always think that your second game with an opponent shows how much you've improved. And... You know, not often that you play a team back to back like that. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens next Thursday night in Lost Creek. No, absolutely. And uh, you know, making the two-hour trip from Charmco to Lost Creek, and you know, fortunately, it's not as bad as what it might seem on the surface. Uh, up Route 20 to Summersville, 19 to Sutton, and I-79 um, on your way up to Hawk Lane there from Cavalry Drive. But uh, nonetheless, uh, again, this ball club continuing to win. Uh, let's. Um, Change gears here just a little bit. The uh, proposed regional and sectional alignments uh, out now for the four-class system. Greenbrier West, as it would stand, would be in class single A, region three, section two, with Meadow Bridge, Richwood, and Webster County. 
The other side of the region would be Greater Beckley Christian, James Monroe, Montcalm, Mount View, Riverview. Really no surprise there the way the geography works. Um, there's not other than, uh, at least maybe in my way of thinking, uh, James Monroe is, is about an hour and ten minute ride for us, um, you know, to the east. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to be put in, the, in that section with Greater Beckley, who's about a... 40 or 50 minute ride to the west for us so um maybe it's got more of a northern southern type uh alignment to it but i've done a lot of uh research on greenbrow west sports football basketball what have you and and it's been fascinating to, to look how the regions and sections have changed over the years and you know a lot of these teams I mean, they're basically the t- same teams that we've played all throughout our history uh, it's just been mixed up at one time or another, and it certainly is. And and just talking about the distances and so forth, just looking within that one region, James Monroe and Webster County would would be in that region together, and uh, those schools are uh, two hours thirty minutes apart. So that's a that's that's yeah, not an easy trip. It's incredible. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible, and. Um, but, you know, kind of excited to have Webster County in the same section with us. And uh, it's a shame that that our two clubs last year didn't have a chance to play each other. They were uh, an opponent that we were actually just playing once a season. And uh, something strange happened with the schedule last year that didn't allow us to play each other. And, man, what a great matchup that could have been. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know, looking forward to obviously what you've got ahead of you again. A, a return game of the West Virginia Hometown Invitational Tournament at South Harrison next Thursday night, and then uh, next Friday just go on over to Tyler Consolidated. So yeah. it's not that you know. I'm guessing that will be an overnight yeah, we've got, trip. We've got a, a former Cavalier that is the uh, NCAA compliance director now at Fairmont State. Named, uh, his name is Brian Spitzer, and he's put together uh, a pretty good day for the Greenbrier West team at Fairmont State next Friday uh, before we head on up to Sistersville to see uh, Luke Schnutter and Tyler Consolidated. So, yeah, that's great. And getting out and seeing a lot of the state the upcoming uh, week, but uh, it should be a lot of... Well, that, that's, that's what great. the Hometown Invitational Tournament does for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I, I think that the Hometown Invitational, it, it helps the little towns maybe a little bit more than people realize as well. Mike Goddard, WRLB in Lewisburg, voice of the Greenbrier West Cavaliers. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I appreciate you guys having us. All right. The Cavaliers getting the win tonight over South Harrison. we got to set aside for our final break. When we come back, we'll have our poll question. Somebody will have it. Will it be Landon? Will it be Andrew? Will it be Wesley? Will it be somebody else? Maybe else's Mike. Name? I don't know. I could just say any name, and it might be one of them. Might you be never Frank. know. It won't be Rick Marone. Even not here. We'll be back with our final. Doctor Bailey. Huh? Yeah, Doctor Chuck Bailey. <laughs> and uh, much more in basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Many places to listen and watch basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click on our affiliates page for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch on Facebook Live. Well, look for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Facebook.com forward slash Hoops Roundup on Periscope. On Twitter, Twitter.com forward slash Hoops underscore Roundup. And in the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25, Armstrong Digital Channel 204. We're also on these great radio stations, 104.1 FM WVXS, Romney 92.5 FM WZAC, Madison Danville, Charleston, 105.5 FM WKQV Cowan, and Heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 91.5 FM WRSG Middleburn, 102.3 FM WMTD Hinton, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, WRNR Martinsburg, and 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Matewan, Williamson, Belfry, all part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, where we're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate all the folks that joined us on Twitter tonight and all throughout the week, including Kelly Green, Brandy Brown, Becca, Gavin Panant, and of course tonight, Dale Griever, Andy Schiffer, Kyle Lavasser, Kim Davis-Smith, Zach Sable, Beth and Jeremy, and Mr. Shover. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Just because. Happy anniversary, but be careful you don't spill it. Happy anniversary, oh, happy anniversary. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, <laughs> Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 1148 on this basketball That's Friday impressive. We actually yeah. got the crews from Applebee's up here to, to sing the anniversary song for, for, yes. for Cause. And, and he's, he's not, not even, even here. <laughs> right, because he's celebrating his anniversary, and so are we. We're that gonna, was the crew from Applebee's. We're going to have some, I think so, <laughs> it yeah. Like it. yeah. It works for me. We're going to have some pizza after a while and celebrate Cause's anniversary. <laughs> we think it's 35. You told us last week, but I've been wrong on so many things today. I'm, I've been right on the scores. It's, it must be a big one because he's on out of town on a trip. So. Yeah, I believe. Didn't he go to Charleston, South Carolina? I think so. He's down in that area. They are, I believe he's. Yeah. That is it. So he's scouting ahead for our standout athlete of the week, Janaya um, Fargo, before she goes yeah, out there. From he's Boston. scouting out seafood restaurants. That's right. There you go. See, it all ties together, yeah. Joe. It, it all ties in. It, nothing amazes me anymore. <laughs> you know, uh, we've lost the magic of tying it all together with Joe because he's just like, yeah, I'm sure it does. I don't know <laughs> somewhere uh, along the way. Yeah. But um, we'll, we want to get you another scoreboard update in just a moment. But we do again want to wish Rick Kozlowski a happy anniversary. And of course, uh, and his wife too. I mean, and this was the woman. first show I remember um, him not being on for a long, long time. Man. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, and he missed the Martinsburg Hedgesville game tonight. That's big. And so, uh, again, and and he's got his priorities right. Yeah. Thirty-five years. I mean, family first. That's right, Mrs. Kozlowski. 
thank you for allowing Rick to be on our program over the years. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it two weeks ago, but we're sorry that when you were listening, we cut him off after about <laughs> 10 seconds on the show because we ran out of time. Uh, nonetheless, so we don't run out of time now. It's time for our poll question. And for that, we send it over to the sports desk, not the score desk this time, but the sports desk, to our correspondent, Landon Mitchell. Thanks, Ryan. Last week's poll question was, should the West Virginia legislature consider a bill that would protect sports officials? 61% of you said yes, while 39% of you said no. This week's poll question is, now that you have seen the proposed four-class sectional and regional alignments, has your opinion changed on the four-class system? Go to basketballnight.com and cast your vote. Thank you very much, Landon. All right. We, we lift the veil here a little bit sometimes. We, we, you know, there's the magic of radio and, and the, the TV that you see there. Um, next time we'll try to get that chair out of the way. <laughs> that, that lone empty chair sitting there next to Landon. And, uh, our, our regular, our regular <laughs> right camera there, guy's uh, not here tonight. Right, so, so we, we didn't clear the set. So, we, uh, you know, we messed up there. There went that award. But, um, no, I'm just playing, guys. I just, <laughs> guys, I, we're having a good time here tonight. That's, that's what we do here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We have a good time bringing you scores from across the state and the stories of the players, the coaches, the communities from which they uh, emanate. So we're, we're happy to be able to do that for you. We've covered a lot of territory tonight. Yes, we have. We we've basically set up shop in the Eastern Panhandle for a while tonight, and you know uh, some big scores that we'll talk about because we will do one more scoreboard update. Uh, we don't have again no cost time tonight because uh, of his anniversary, so we can get them all in. That's right. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of good basketball being played around the state. We, you mentioned that we've had a lot of focus on the, the Eastern Panhandle tonight, but uh, you know one thing I, that we do that a lot of people don't get to do around the state we've had a chance to kind of uh chew on some of the issues little not not just the the wyoming east issue but also the uh the issue with uh, the realignment and mm-hmm. in, in where people stand and uh you know some of the uh you know we, we didn't really get into all that because you know the, the one i think you know i think we wanted to to touch on you you have two uh Single-A girls stalwarts are going to be playing 3A ball next year because uh, uh, Wheeling Central and St. Joe were going to be brought up to 2A. Well, they decided, Ben uh, Kurtz, Shannon Lewis, we're going to go to play 3A. And that's what they're going to do. And, and Wheeling Central will play 3A in boys also. As, yes. But, and as of right now, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. But, um, you know, it's just it's interesting to me how – uh, how this this shakes out because in the way it currently stands, uh, there will only be twenty four double A teams in, in in boys basketball, and St. Joe's boys will play double A. Yes, to me that that can get confusing because now you've got the same school in two different classifications. And on the girls' side, a couple of public schools, Midland Trail and West Side, playing up, and on the boys' side, uh, Midland Trail, uh, West Side. And, uh, of course, Trinity Christian, you know, they're... Well, Trinity Christian is playing up on the boys' side, but not the girls' side. So that's going to be something that we're going to all have to kind of spend some time figuring out how to most uh, efficiently decide for that and do that over the course of time. I was thinking about this today uh, because of scheduling issues and opportunities, especially at the, uh, the 2A and the single-A level. 
might some of these Christian schools uh, decide, hey, we'd kind of maybe like to play a little SSAC ball and, and jump in. Wood County, there are opportunities there. Wood County Christian, Wood County Christian is, yes. is going to be an They're SSAC jumping member. In. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, we, we, we had uh, uh, Kirk Wells and, and Grace Christian, and uh, certainly that school has competed and competed well both on the boys' and girls' sides in basketball against public schools, and, you know, and that's another one that, you know, maybe they'll think about it. And of course, and again, to, to kind of to, to bring everything together, last week's poll question was about introducing legislation to protect officials, and it turns out we've had that for 27 years here. Then they're done. They that. got it past <laughs> us that time, but uh, so we do have that. So we're we're getting tight on time. So let's let's knock out this final check of the basketballnight.com scoreboard. And by the way, the regional sexual alignment is going to be found on basketballnight.com. Looking for scores? Look no more. Go to basketballnight.com. Bill. Take it away with the boys' scores. Uh, I got the boys' scores ready to roll here. And uh, we go uh, first off with Weir beating uh, Indian Creek, Ohio, one of those OVAC uh, games tonight. 58-44, Red Riders and Weir get the win over Indian Creek. Uh, Valley Wetzel takes care of Cameron, 67-47. It was Braxton County. Winners over uh, Nicholas County, 57-49. Elkins defeats East Fairmont, 53-47. Uh, Shady Springs uh, over Independence, 78-63. Washington loses to Jefferson, 70-63. Fairmont Senior, uh, it's been a rough year for them, but they got a win tonight. They beat Lincoln, 45-38. Lindsley beats Wheeling Central, 66-61. Martinsburg, 10-point win over Hedgesville, 71-61. In that game, Teddy Marshall, 22 points for Martinsburg. Evan Hosby uh, for um, Hedgesville, 23 points. Pocahontas County beats Midland Trail 47-44. Morgantown takes care of Wheeling Park 59-45. Spring Mills loses to Musselman 58-50. It was Braxton County 57, Nicholas County 49. Petersburg falls to Pendleton County 62-29. Bridgeport beats uh, Phillip Barber 64-35. It was Bluefield 88. Pikeview 55. Richwood takes care of Montcalm 41-38. It was Ripley 60. Nitro 58. Roan County beats Ravenswood 46-29. Robert C. Bird uh, winners over Buckan and Upshur by a score of 57-46. Scott takes care of Wayne 97-58. Polka beats Sissonville 55-31. John Marshall falls to St. Clairsville, Ohio 61-54. Liberty Raleigh beats Summers County 51-34. Cross Lanes Christian falls to Tulsa 75-38. Webster County takes care of Clay County 78-69. Oak Hill falls to Westside 53-51. Winfield uh, beats Herbert Hoover 53-45. Work County went over Tyler Consolidated 63-40. East Hardy falls to Ritchie County 60-54. South Harrison loses to Greenbrier West 66-44. Buffalo Loses to Clay Battelle, 76-67. Hundred beat Meadow Bridge, 49-37. And it was Harmon, 68-40 over Peyton City. I'll knock out these girls' games. Just We're just going to go winners over losers. St. Joe defeats Incarnate Word, Missouri. To stay undefeated, Tucker County beats Bishop Walsh, Maryland. Hundred defeats Mapletown, Pennsylvania. Richwood, the Lumberjills beat Montcalm tonight. Tulsa defeats Cross Lanes Christian. Union beats Pendleton County in girls basketball. Buffalo, a winner over Calvary Baptist. Charleston Catholic upsets Wheeling Central tonight in girls basketball. It was Gilmer County defeating Clay County. Petersburg beats Philip Barber. Petersburg 14-2. Trinity Christian beats Notre Dame 51-37. Woodrow Wilson's girls beat Cabell Midland tonight. 
58-51 first loss of the season for the Lady Knights. Calhoun County, a winner over Webster County in girls basketball. Also, it was Greenbrier East over Parkersburg South. Huntington defeats Wheeling Park. Big win for the Highlanders. Southern Garrett, Maryland defeats Kaiser. Princeton, a winner over Riverview. Lincoln County, Carly McComas goes over 1,000 points in their win over Sherman. South Charleston defeats Capital. St. Albans defeats Riverside. University picks up an 11-point win over Morgantown. And Williamstown defeats Moorfield, 58-49. As your basketballnight.com scoreboard. How about that? We made it. Eight seconds to go. Yep. So we are out of time. We'll be back next week with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. That would be all across the Fast Break Sports Network. And before we go, one thing to say real fast. For you high school athletes out there, you see the little kids who go to games, engage with them, they'll be your friends for life. Trust me on that. Amen. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.